0: episode of the black lotus podcast i bring my boy james waller on how you feeling today
1: james what's going on guys i'm feeling great another day another dollar ready ready to get it going you know
0: hey man how your summer been going so far
1: my summer isn't going going pretty well and as you get older you realize that it's really not too much summer it's more like working every day
0: (laughs) wait hold on bro i'm about to start this over bro. oh wait never mind what'd you say though
1: I said, as you get older, it's more like work every day. You bro, forget the time, and you're like, "Oh, it's summertime! oh, it was
0: springtime! What?" Bro, I know, bro. I feel like as we get older, we don't even really like. We can't even. Like time just be going by quicker, bro. Exactly. And and you can't even. Um, it's it just it's like when we was a kid. Something used to go by so slow and everything. It was so fun, but now we just we just working, bro.
1: Exactly. I remember when I realized how how quickly thir- how quick thirty minutes was. You know, when you're little, they'll be like, oh, in 30 minutes, you guys can play for 30 minutes. You're like, oh, okay. It felt like forever. But when you get older, it's like, oh, wait, an hour just went by? Yeah, you
0: bro. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Um, How do you feel like, like, what type of what type of job are you doing right now? Like, how is it? So, right now,
1: I just left my job recently. Okay. Because I'm very nice, and they're, I guess they were using me in a way for a mm-hmm. long time. I wasn't getting paid what I should be getting paid, so. I decided to go ahead and focus on my business, and also fo- I play the drums. Okay. So focusing on, on drumming between the two, so.
0: Okay, that's what's up. Tell us more about your business.
1: So my business is called Men Up Next and or Woman Up Next. I have them for both, and it's basically a concept for the young people to embrace the good in their future and be up next for something positive versus something negative. So because we all have a choice, and I'm trying to plant the seed with the young people at an earlier age so they can, basically use that knowledge to their advantage and mm-hmm. try to create b- better habits so they don't have to go backwards in time as they get older. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people live with re- regrets, so I want them to not, be a- not have to do that. They can look back in time and be like, man, I'm glad that maybe I was a part of Men Up Next or I'm glad that I went to the youth group at church. Uh, anything small like that, those are all seeds that should be planted and I think need to be planted more yeah. into the young people in order for them to better their future and for just society in general to get better because you know it's all over the place right now
0: most definitely bro i feel like our young people need a lot more guidance bro i think that the way things have been going i mean you see all these videos of like young people doing of, like robbing people doing yeah. bad stuff bro. it makes me sad and it makes me sad because it'd be like a lot of young black kids bro mm-hmm. and i mean that's that's the future yep that's the future bro it kind of makes me kind of want to ask what made you want to get started with, with that with uh Men up next
1: so I feel like God gave me the idea it's like one day I woke up and my emblem my logo my name everything was just in my head and I was just like what in the world and this was back when I was in high school so my junior year that was my best year all around spiritually academically physically all that um, my junior year Um, it happened between the junior summer and senior that that summer in between but basically I, everybody has a past. Everybody has a story in the past. My whole thing about Men Up Next is focusing on the future. Yeah. But at the same time, I was doing dumb stuff, hanging out with the wrong people mm-hmm. and getting into a lot of trouble. And I just, I would say now looking back, I was trying to be something that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So at the time, of course, like even now, it's especially, the media portrays, especially young black people, yeah. young black men, like rappers, thugs, criminals, all types of stuff. So I took a liking to that. Um, and then the people I was around didn't help. Yeah. so I took a liking to that and I felt like at one point I felt like'm I'm, I'm a thug, I'm a gangster. Literally, I would come out of my mouth, I say it all the time twenty four seven And I understand the power of the tongue now, yeah. how powerful your mouth and Super your words powerful, are bro because literally, I used to say it like every second, every every day, and I, my parents I came from a good household too. Mm-hmm. so that's why I say trying to be something that I wasn't. I had a good household, raised in church, all that kind of stuff, both parents in the house. And I had no reason to be acting out the way I was. But I kept saying, oh, I'm a thug, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm I'm a man, I'm grown, whatever. And eventually, I started getting worse and worse. And it's like, it's actually I think it was a spiritual thing, because the more you say something and you speak it over your life, that's the more you start to feel it. I literally felt it at one point.
0: Most definitely, bro.
1: It's like one day when I knew I needed to get myself together, I was sitting on the couch. I had just gotten into it with my sister, my older sister. Because she did a lot of bad and stuff herself growing up. Mm-hmm. So I got, that was my example. So she, and then she would always have some little remarks to say, like, oh, you need to stop talking to mom that way. And I'm like, but you do the same thing. So we had just got into it and it almost got physical a couple of times because I really was, I'm glad that I know the Lord now, but it's like. I was just crazy. I had no regard for life at that time. No regard for life. No regard for life. I was a hothead. I'll get be ready to fight anybody, don't matter how big they are. If they're with a group of people, it doesn't matter. I just didn't care at that point. Um but it's like literally I felt like you know the energy balls on like the anime and Naruto and all yeah. that? Yeah. It's like I felt like a ball of energy like move inside of me. And it was like straight anger. It was like anger and and like bad energy. It's kind of a weird story. But
0: it's it's real, bro. That's See. when I,
1: I really knew after that moment, I was sitting there all angry and everything and I felt it and I was like, man, I was like, I don't know what that is inside of me, but I feel the anger, I feel the aggression. and I'm like, if I keep going down this road, I honestly feel like if I hadn't changed and got myself together, I would be dead or in jail. A lot of people say that, but i I feel like I would have been dead. I, w- I was messing with a power or uh, just the the energy and everything around it. That I didn't know what I was dealing with. And even the people. So a lot of the young people that come from the bad neighborhoods and, and the, the projects and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are the way they are and aggressive and angry and, and ready to, to fight, do, do certain things. Not all of them are like that either. That's the thing the media portrays. Not to all of them are you? bad. Yeah. But there are some that are, but they're like that because they have to. To, in order to survive. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? It does. And if they could choose to be in anybody's shoes and be in my shoes when I was growing up or anything like that with everything that I had, they would have chose that in a heartbeat. So when it came to someone like me or some of my friends that I know too, speaking different things over their self and acting like there's something that they're not, it's like, I feel like you end up worse off than the people you're trying to portray. So I've seen one of the guys I went to school with His freshman year, my freshman year, he was a sophomore, but he used to wear Sperry's, came from a nice household too. Mm -hmm. Sperry's, little khaki shorts and and pink button up shirts when he first started. By the time he graduated, he was tatted up all the way, all the arms. Uh, He was in the gang doing all types of drugs. I don't even think he graduated. He ended up, he was in jail when he was supposed to graduate. But he was a perfect example of what I was headed down. He was one of the most, he was one of the worst guys that I knew. And he wasn't even from, like you know what I'm saying.
0: Did you did you ever kind of see that he he didn't want to live that life where it was kind of just it was kind of just kind of placed on him? Was, did you ever? I mean, I don't know how personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You knew him, but did, did you ever kind of see that he was just kind of just following the crowd or whatever?
1: Yes, I and that's why I gave the example from where he first started. Okay. And then to to where he ended up, and I know the people I hung out with some of the same people, but. It got to a point, he was a real cool dude at first, but it got to the point that the energy and the spirit he had behind him was to, like, when he walked in the room, it's like you kind of turn away because you're like, he's unpredictable, he's crazy. You don't want any type of problems with him because it just doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was headed down that same road. So to anybody out there that, first of all, is trying to follow the crowd or feels like you want to be something that that you're not necessarily you know you're not, I would just say be be content with who you are and where you come from, too. Respect your parents because they care about you. They have their best interests at heart. And just be good. There's nothing not cool about being a good person and, like, having your stuff together, if that makes sense.
0: Hey, man, people, people respect those who treat them well, bro, and I think— one of the biggest things about life is something that I'm really big about is the golden rule, bro. Mm-hmm. Treat others how you wanna be treated. And if if you give everybody that same respect that you you desire to give yourself, bro, like all the all the benefits of life is gonna come at you, bro, like crazy, exactly. bro. It's real. And it kinda makes me makes me kinda wonder what okay, because what you're saying, you know, telling people to change their life is it's not easy to do, bro. What, what do you think were the first steps that after you had that energy in your stomach? Mm. What, was, what was the first things that you did to kind of start changing your life after that?
1: So for me, one thing that I think everybody should do is sports of some sort. Mm. Whether it's in school, whether it's out of school, whether it's just outside with your friends.
0: I agree. Some type of physical activity.
1: Physical activity is the key. So for me, I, my junior year and my senior year, I ended up I ran track. I played basketball throughout kind of uh, school, but I ended up getting kicked off the team a couple of times for Mm -hmm. dumb stuff. But um, physical activity and track specifically, if you're in high school, I recommend trying out track. Even if you don't stick with it, I feel like track is one of the most open sports and the most um, team building type of sports. So if you're looking for a team, a true team like basketball, you got a lot of competition within the team because mm-hmm. you got, oh, everybody's trying to get the next spot. Oh, I'm a six-man on the bench, so I need to beat out the first person. It's, not that, I mean? it's not
0: that many people on a basketball team, so everybody's kind of trying everybody's to fight Everybody's fighting for,
1: for their spot. And then also, if you do have any type of talent or you really do like the sport, track is a sport that it's all about the individual. It's not about the team. Yeah. So basketball, you might get some scouts to come to look at your school if you're you got like a LeBron James prospect on your team. But if your school team, like basketball team record in general is horrible, no matter how good the people are on your team, you're going to most likely get overlooked because they're not. They see the team. They don't see the individual track. When they look up the stats for track, it's all about numbers. If you go to a school that has a bad track team, but you run the fastest time in the whole county, Mm -hmm. they're going to look up the fastest time, not your school name. Exactly. So then your name is going to come up and not anything attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really enjoy track, and I think that that is one of the biggest things, aside from God and church, that helped me get myself together.
0: Wow, bro. That's that's real, bro. I can relate to that in terms of me playing the sport of football, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, in high school, I think that football gave me a lot of lessons that I didn't even really understand it, in at the moment, moment yeah. bro. Because, I mean, I was telling you before the podcast how I changed my life. I lost 50 pounds and everything like that. Oh, that's tough. And, yeah, I appreciate that. And I knew that I was that I could have didn't. It was during the pandemic. We was all by ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, I used to be out there on the field doing all these crazy workouts in the summer. I used to yeah. give up my summers and everything to go play that sport
1: and, mm-hmm. and,
0: and be with my homies and grind. So I was like, I can do that again. And exactly. I, can, I can carry it beyond the sport of football. I can carry that into my life, period. Mm-hmm. I think that... When when you treat your life like a sport and you treat it like and you treat it you just wanna get better, bro, mm-hmm. it things just open up for you, bro. Something about just being being like that competitiveness yeah that you get when you're in that sport is powerful, bro. Yeah, I never thought of it like that, treating your life like a sport. That's actually Yeah, bro. Tough. I mean for me that's why I be reading a lot, bro. Mm-hmm. I, be I one See all these books. Of, yeah, man. I wanna be one of the best scholars ever, bro. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me it's like I think when it when I, when I think about that grind, I got to think of it like I'm like I'm LeBron or Kobe or something like that. Yeah. Man, they putting hours and hours of work into their craft, bro. Yep. And I want to be able to, to say I did the same thing. That's why I work so hard with everything that I do, bro. Mm-hmm. Treating it like a sport.
1: Exactly. And it's all about progression. If you feel like you're getting to a plateau or mm-hmm. you feel like you're at a plateau, you got to sit down and you really got to think, what is it that I can do to better myself or get to the next level?
0: Because oh, there's man, always next spitting.
1: level. Because, like... I think of people that play video games a lot, or we all play videos when yeah. we were little. Um, even like the little Mario, the Mario Bros and stuff like that. You have certain levels that get harder and harder as you go. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how life is. Yep. As you get older, the more problems come your way. And you just can't get away, away from it. But basically, you get to certain levels, and it's really hard. You keep dying. You keep having to start all over. But how many of us gave up and stopped playing the game? the majority of us kept going yeah. until finally yes i finally defeated Bowser i finally beat the top level i did it and that's how it is in life a lot of people are complacent and upset about the situation or they feel like they plateaued but and they're and they're ready to give up but you got to be like when you're playing that video and it's like this is just a level that you need to complete and you got to get to the next level because there's always something above it
0: always something above it bro i agree with that 100% bro for me when it comes to my my personal fitness journey, I can say that there have been times where I feel like I haven't been making progress and I feel like I've plateaued. Yeah. And I feel like in these moments I've had to okay, go back to the drawing board and think, okay, how can I, how can I get better at what I'm doing instead of just running in place. Exactly. And for me, you know, you gotta you gotta start thinking about, okay. What did i do before that 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 even got me to this point period because mm-hmm. i've made progress i've gotten better so how can i recreate that type of progress you yep. and, and for me that was doing bodyweight workouts because mm-hmm. that's what i was doing in the past and that's when i'm like okay i was doing that so let me try doing that let me let me not focus on the weights as much yeah because my my specific gym doesn't have all the best equipment that i, that oh, I can get me I can get me better but if I can do the body weight stuff and do what I was doing before while incorporating a little bit of dumbbells or whatever weights, yep. I can start seeing that progress that I've seen before. I feel like it's being it's about being honest with yourself.
1: Exactly. Being being honest. And that's why, like you said, back to the drawing board. I keep a notebook with me all the time. Because yeah. and I also like to sit in peace and quiet. Like
0: Bro, that's, that's especially sweet. no matter
1: yeah, no matter how like how busy I am or whatever the case may be, every once in a while I just turn everything off, just sit down. You don't even need the pad at that point. You just need to sit there and think. You know, I feel like thinking is therapeutic, too. It is. Now, of course, sometimes you can think yourself into sadness or anger or whatever. But if you're really thinking with an open mind and just trying to figure things out, it's it's very, very beneficial. Even last night, I had a moment. I was just like, man. I was driving home. I had like an hour ride. But I just turned the radio off, all that kind of stuff. Wound the windows up, turned the air on a little bit. And I was just sitting in the quad driving. Just trying to think and... And it's all about modifying innovation and modifying like like you said yeah you know that you wanted to work out but the body the weightlifting wasn't working the best Mm -hmm. so you're like okay well let me go figure this part of working out out and you didn't stop working out
0: exactly you just figured
1: out how to make the workout better exactly and work for you
0: exactly bro and that's one of the biggest things bro and what you said about thinking is crucial bro I was talking to my one homie the Mm -hmm. other day he was saying that um, he was watching some video about like a famous person, or he talked to a famous person. Yeah. And he was saying that this this dude is successful. He said he always reserves at least one day in his week just to not do anything but think. You gotta think, bro.
1: We yeah. had this big old brain for for thinking purposes, but we're so involved with doing everything else. This is what I always say: between physical activity and then just taking time to like think for yourself and mm-hmm. take a break from everything. I say we're natural beings. But we're in a world that's full of man-made things. So every single day and every second, we're consumed by man-made stuff. So sometimes we just need to set aside, even go outside and sit down on the, on the grass or go to the beach and let your feet touch the sand. Do something, even on the pavement. It don't matter where you are. Because we got to get back in touch with our, our natural side.
0: We have to, bro.
1: Um, and when you do that, you start to think better. Your mind opens up a little bit more. You get more ideas. You, you free yourself. Because I, I made a list one day or right, my first speaking engagement this year was on a Zoom call for like a youth group at a, okay. a church. But I was like, we use man-made phones. We're in a man-made house. We're wearing man-made clothes. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole list. We're watch- and then the videos we watch, all that type of stuff. We're literally consumed every single second with things that are artificial. So what we need to do is take ourselves back to like our natural state in a way and take that time to let our mind reset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because your mind your mind is going crazy. Even me watching TikTok sometimes. I'm watching different police videos. Sometimes fight videos come up. I'm not saying, TikTok is just a mess anyway. It's a whole <laughs> yeah. other story. But it's like, you're sitting there constantly looking at all that stuff and your mind, your, your brain is just overwhelmed. It's, it's, o- like it's
0: overloaded, it's too much consumption. Exactly,
1: too much. And some people do that for hours and hours at a time. And it's just like, you need to take a break. You gotta take a break
0: bro I agree 100% bro I think that solitude is one of the biggest powers that we have as humans that that we neglect so constantly bro Mm -hmm. I think that we there is so much power that you get like if you just walk if you just walk to the store bro yeah I try not to listen to music when I walk to the store. Sometimes, just yeah, just be inter- just interact with the environment that's around me, bro. Yo. Just doing something simple like going to the park, just just laying in the grass, like you said, bro. Just simple things like that. It's, we neglect that so much in our modern society, bro. We're mm-hmm. we're so addicted to all of our phones and and all the and all the TV, all the Netflix, all the HBO Max, like mm-hmm. all that stuff, bro. All that all that stuff that you know, it's cool. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. I got the PlayStation right there. Yeah, and it's like. You, you, you can only get so far with yourself if you're always focused on what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You focus on the content that other people is creating. And, you know, we both make content, so we yeah. want people to consume our stuff. But at the same time, what things something that makes our content good is the fact that we're able to engage in life outside mm-hmm. of the content and be able to actually, you know, just do real life things exactly. and just and just be humans, bro. Being humans, that's what it is. Being humans, yo. Yeah. Being humans, bro. It's. I think that um. Because I, I always say when I want people to improve with something, bro, I'm like, all right, first, look at how many hours you spend on social media a day. Mm-hmm. you spending like 10 hours on that shit. Or more, yeah. How, 10 hours or more, <laughs> yeah. bro. Imagine if you put that 10 hours into something else in your day. Exactly. That's something that I really preach, bro, and I think it's really true. If you 10 hours is a long time, bro. You could do exactly. so much with that, bro. And a
1: lot of times, the crazy thing is, a lot of times people have things that they want to get done. Yeah. And they know they need to get done. But still, that 10 hours, you know what I mean? You look back at that 10 hours, man, I could have cleaned my room. I could have washed the dishes. I could have done all types of stuff, gone to the store. You know what I mean? But we got to focus. That's what it's all about, focus. focus. This right. generation is unfocused. You know how cameras blurry? Mm-hmm. You need to put it in focus? Yep. You know? Right now, we're all blurry. We, the only, only, not everybody's going to be able to focus up, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. But unfortunately. for those
1: that will hear and those that will listen, you know what I mean? It, it, can, it can be done.
0: Exactly, bro. How do you, okay, you work with, like, a lot of kids, bro. How do you think that social media affects them? Just from what you've seen by talking to them and everything.
1: So, young people and kids, man. First of all, we were talking about the natural state. Mm-hmm. You remember when we were little and we used to go outside and play? Yeah. And pick up worms and, and run around and chase each other. Just and play, be in bro. the sun all day long. Yeah. These kids, man. I went to my little sister's uh, eighth grade grad- promotion. This was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But the the kids came walking in, you know, they walk into the stage and everybody stands up while they walk in the middle. Them kids look so deprived and so, they just look like little zombies, bro. They was just walking, some of them had their heads down, just, I'm like, bro, this is your eighth grade promotion. <laughs> you, you guys should be, you know, talking, playing around, joking around. They just look so, like, drained and they literally remind me of, like, little zombies. Um, and then all the trash that's on social media. So... I feel like it's very it's very bad for our young people. It's affecting them in bad ways, because um, young people, especially young kids, like between what did they say the first seven years of your life is the most you're the most impressionable. Yeah. So we have like three and four year olds walking around with iPads and iPhones, looking <sighs> oh, at YouTube, man. looking at TikTok, looking at music videos, all types of stuff, and they're just taking that in. So if you think what we were doing when we were young, we Parents making us read books and go to school, yeah. play outside, get some exercise. And then that helped us develop better. Now they're just taking in all types of stuff. And you some of the, the parents and stuff don't even know what their kids are looking at. So you have these kids taking out all this trash, so much trash, and this trash is so powerful that it's it affects us as adults. So if it's affecting us as adults to the point where we're even talking about this right now, you can only imagine what it's doing to our young people and then people wonder why the teenagers and the middle schoolers at this point in time are so like so lost
0: bro it's, even when you factor in the pandemic with all this bro oh a lot God. of these kids wasn't even in school for like for like, like almost year, two, yeah. almost two years, almost two, bro. years yeah. almost two years bro so you sitting at home all the time you bro we had, when we was kids, bro, we already had enough trouble trying to learn and focus up in class mm-hmm. in person. Oh, imagine they had what the video call, bro. They yeah. had Zoom, bro. Oh, no, they had Zoom. Like, yeah. imagine what it was like for them to even try to focus up, bro. What? Bro, me being in college during the pandemic, I knew I couldn't focus for, for worth it damn. Bro. Yeah, I couldn't focus for nothing, man. I used to be in my class like working out or yeah, or just even when I was in class, I wasn't even really paying attention. Or, yeah. In some classes, I would pay attention, but even a class or a teacher that I found really intriguing, I could only pay attention for so long. As mm-hmm. opposed to if I'm being if I'm actually in that in class, person. I can feel the teacher's energy and everything like that.
1: Man, I'm... bro that made me feel bad for them just now because I didn't even think about that yeah bro. Um, and then I also I feel bad for the young people that didn't get to graduate in person yeah because graduation for me that was my the, my favorite high school activity or extracurricular thing that happened during mm-hmm. my high school career and then I've met a lot of young people now that I talk to them yeah oh you graduated uh, yeah I graduated 2020 or something and I'm like Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Because I forget. Yeah. And they're like, uh oh, no, I didn't even get to walk across the stage. We had to do it over Zoom or all types of weird stuff. And I'm like, no. But at least they graduated. At least I graduated. See, I'm optimistic. There's always good in everything. There's so, always
0: good in everything, bro. I agree, bro. I think it's... Um it's because uh, you saying that 2020 like my sister graduated from high school in 2020 and mm-hmm. she didn't get to have an in-person graduation but they was able to do something cool they was able yeah. to have like a ceremony outside of the school where like, mm-hmm. everybody's riding their cars around the school and everything. you see that stuff you know so it was like being that I, w- I was there obviously so it was a pretty fun experience bro and I'm glad that they was able to do something with it yeah but it is um, it just makes me kind of think about how can we how can we I don't know if, if we can reverse the effects of the pandemic but how do you feel like you've been able to maybe reach these kids who, you know, who maybe the attention spans aren't as long or whatever? Like, what do you think you've been able to do to kind of reach them better?
1: So reversing the effects of the pandemic, I don't think can be done. Yeah. But then again, it's it goes beyond the pandemic. What needs to be reversed, if anything? For sure. So my my remedy is just you, we got to uh, taste a little bit the old school and a little bit of the new school so i feel like we just need to bring back some of the traditional teachings and stuff like that um even small things that like we talked about like making the little kids play outside not even making them I, after they get outside they'll want st- to you know what i mean want it's see. just a matter of getting them to the taste of what it is you just like, gotta put them
0: in the environment
1: exactly they, they'll do what you let them do or they'll do what you you know what i'm saying and if you give what is it the inch and then they'll take a leash mm-hmm. I mean, they'll take a mile they'll, yeah, yeah.
0: Give them mention, I'll take them a mile.
1: So, I don't know. We just need to put our foots down, our feet down, I think, and just, like, not get serious, but, yes, get serious about the youth because if we care about the future of society or the world as a whole, we have to do something to, to capture the attention of the youth. So, for me, one thing that I am focusing on this year it's my goal. Aside from hosting my basketball tournaments, I want to do more than one this year. Um... Getting them active, that's one, of, and then also obesity and stuff in the United States yeah. is one of the biggest things out right now. And people are just like eating ourselves to death, bro.
0: bro especially for, for black people, bro, because yeah. we be in these environments where they not giving us no healthy food, it's not yeah, healthy we have food a bunch of junk to eat, bro. yeah. A bunch of junk to eat, bro. When I was working at my grocery store, like a lot, like in San Francisco, a lot of the mm-hmm. black people there, you know, they used to be ordering like a lot of a lot of, bullshit, bro, yeah. like a lot of bad. Bad cereals and mm-hmm. just just the things that have so much sugar, bro. And it's exactly. when you when you not eating good, bro. That's gonna affect your mind, bro. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to think clearly. You won't like. I think that if, if you eat bad, it's going it's going to in, inhibit your your spiritual connection with the God, bro. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff, bro. And I think that we we need to start just kind of making people more aware of that And that starts with getting active, bro. Yep. And and that's the thing. The the kids they love to
1: play sports. Yeah. Um so what i do right now especially for the young the young african-american males um basketball they love basketball and i love basketball myself so last year i hosted my first basketball tournament uh it's going to be an annual thing now mm-hmm. it's called the summer's end basketball tournament um hosted by men up next and it's in warrington virginia what i want to do is start going to different cities and stuff like that and working with some organ- nonprofit organizations and other uh organizations to reach the youth in their cities and start, like, just working with them. So something as small as basketball, getting a right. basketball in someone's hand, that's a that's a seed planted, first of all. Okay, maybe they'll, they'll be the next LeBron James. Secondly, you could use that as a, a teaching point. So I'm not just hosting the tournaments just to host the tournaments for fun. I'm hosting them so I can be, I might end up mentoring some of the kids there. You know what I mean? Or one of the other guys that I'm working with or people that I'm working with it's all about what seeds can be planted. And I just want to create a platform this year specifically where whether it's me planting it or some of the people that I keep in my circle planting the seeds, we're going to be planting tons of seeds for the young people so they can know, first of all, that they have help if they need it. If they want to talk to someone, they can talk to me. They can talk to one of my my peers. They can talk to any of us or call us or call away. That's all that matters. Um, And then each other. Creating these platforms, it doesn't just benefit us like as an organization mm-hmm. it benefits the young people too because now they met other young people their age so it's like instead of them just being at home on a video game they come to one of our events you'd be like 30 other kids that have like a similar story to them and they can all relate to each other so at the end of the day now even if they don't feel comfortable talking to me about something or going to me or whatever they might feel comfortable going to one of their friends they met at the basketball camp yeah but if it wasn't for us Creating that platform for them, they would have just been out doing whatever they're doing. So my whole my goal this year is to have a lot of different sports tournaments, basketball tournaments specifically, um, and do a lot with that. And also a lot of community service. So community service, life is all about helping each other. There's so many of us out here and it's because we need each other to move on. So if I can help you, I'm going to do it. Yeah. If you can help me, I would hope you do. But I know you're going to do it. You for know sure. what I mean? So we have to be here for each other. So what I want to teach the young people at a young age is that giving is is a good thing. And that there are other people in less fortunate situations than you. So when you realize that, it will change your perspective no matter how young you are. Because you may think that you're at rock bottom right now.
0: You may think but, you're alone.
1: Yeah, you may think you're alone. may think your situation is like unfixable. But then you meet someone someone uh it could be someone right next to you yeah um and you have no clue what they're going through and you learn about their situation oh wait hold up so the quote one of the quotes that I love that is your worst day is someone's best day so basically the days that you feel at your lowest there's someone out there that would give everything to just have all your problems and everything that you got going on that's real to get rid of what they got going on so I'm like always remember that and that's my goal for this year helping others through community service and creating that platform where the young people can see there's more to this world than just our little video games and things like that, and also to get them outside, get some sun in them, you know.
0: Bro, that's what we need, bro. Like you saying that all that stuff made me so happy, bro. Like just the fact that that man, you're doing it in Virginia, you want to bring it out to other cities and stuff like that, because I feel like one of the biggest problems that that a lot of black that a lot of black men have, bro, is the lack of recreational activities, bro, because it's nothing that, like the the United States and they don't be trying to fix up no 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 good no parks, or mm-hmm. recreation centers. They don't be giving them nothing to do. Yeah, and then they get surprised when when they start doing bad stuff and start engaging in other forms of, of activity, bro. Mm-hmm. Like recreation is important, bro. And I think that getting something as simple as basketball is something that we need, bro. Cause yeah, that's that's what these that's what these kids like. Yep. they bro like we all used to love basketball when, exactly. like when we were kids we still love basketball mm-hmm. like we still let to play bro so I, I'll go up and play right now bro because it's Yo. just it's fun to do bro mm-hmm. and I think that it's so cool that you're giving the kids an outlet to actually just do something and just be able to meet people who are like them bro because I think that sometimes when you're in bad environments like that you think that well, like I said earlier you're alone mm-hmm. you think that 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 nobody else is going through what you're going through Cause, exactly you mean you're you only a kid bro mm-hmm. like you don't you don't understand all the socioeconomic things going yeah. on with the world you don't you don't know why you're in that position you, you just know that you're in it and you don't know that it's other people going through the same thing that you're going through bro. Mm-hmm. and not only meeting kids like that but you playing on the same team, you know, with people like that, yep. building up that that sense of teamwork and camaraderie, bro. You I'm sure a lot there were a lot of new friends made with, with a lot of those kids that, that day, bro. Mm-hmm. What do you think that were like? Um, what what was your biggest takeaway from the event that you hosted last year?
1: First of all, organization. Okay. So if you for myself. That was for myself. Yeah. Um just making sure that I did plan it last minute. It turned out great, so I'm very happy. But yeah. this year, of course, I'm planning it like months ahead now. So just to make sure all the kinks have worked out. Um, but the biggest thing I took away is just a sense of community because I moved to Virginia like a year ago. And when I had moved to Virginia like two months prior to my, me hosting the tournament, it's like I didn't know anybody over there. Mm-hmm. So I was just a random guy, you know? They didn't know me either. But when they found out that I I put the information out, nobody knew who I was, but they saw the flyer and they were like, oh, what is this? A lot of them told me young people, um, teenagers, uh, the older people that's been there their whole life. Yeah. They were like, nobody's ever done nothing like this over here. So when they saw it, they were kind of skeptical about it. Like, who is this guy? I don't know. This I don't know whose organization this is. Is this real? Is someone just put out a fake little flyer or something? But the day of the tournament, like 50 to 60 people came out there. It was young people. Um, teenagers. Uh, we had a team with a, a father and his two sons came out and played. Mm-hmm. they was one of the best teams on the court. Like, yeah. oh, no offense to anybody that was there. But, <laughs> <laughs> them boys were going crazy. Um, but the the feedback I got from doing that tournament from all different ages was just it was was just amazing. And that is really what I took away from it is creating a sense of community. And that it's not even you creating the community like feeling. It's the, the people dying for someone to create that platform for them. So not everybody has the zeal and the, the resources to do it themselves. Yeah. Luckily, God blessed me with the, the job position I had at the time that I could pay for the whole tournament, the food and everything with like maybe one or two paychecks. But it still took a lot of planning, it took a lot of everything. But they were very grateful, and I'm very grateful towards them to let me even know. Cause you know, sometimes people do things for you and you're happy about it, but you never let them know. You never say thank you. Yeah. So them saying thank you, that gave me even more motivation to be like, you know what, I'm definitely doing this again. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So the date is still up in the air. I'm not going to give it. It's usually the first weekend in August. That's okay. when it's going to be. Um,
0: but. Bro, that's that's super dope, bro. How do you how do you think you was able to earn the trust of the people in the community with hosting the event? So.
1: I guess just working with uh, the some of the young people there. So at the time, I was managing in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. So one of the newest restaurants in the town. So the whole staff was like teenagers, high schoolers, and everything like that, college students. So basically, me working with them every day and just you know, cracking jokes and making you know making them feel comfortable. Yeah. we we were one big family. That they gave me the most support. So when it came down to it, and that's a little basketball town. They love basketball over there. Um, but don't underestimate the power of your co-workers, that's what I would say. Um, and, and yeah, at, at the end of the day, it really comes down to, because I didn't know everybody at the tournament, yeah. it comes down to people just taking the risk, stepping out on faith. They wanted something good for the community, they wanted their kids to be able to be a part of something. So at that point, it's the, the parents or whoever's in charge, or even the kids themselves saying, okay, I don't necessarily know who this is or what this is, but it looks like something positive something that could benefit me let me give it a try yeah it doesn't hurt to give things a try especially something like that and if you didn't like it don't come back next time but at least you got to experience it and see what it was all about so i appreciate everybody that gave it a chance
0: bro that's that's one of the realest things bro. i think that just you wanting to just do that period is because bro it's very easy to 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 create doubt in your head about okay i just moved out to virginia i don't mm-hmm. really know if this is gonna work i don't know if people are gonna be receptive to it but you took that leap of faith bro and i think that's something that everybody can emulate and should emulate in their life bro because when it comes to getting things done bro sometimes you just gotta schedule it bro you just gotta do and, it you just gotta make it happen bro like very... like sometimes we be in our such like in our heads so much as humans bro we be thinking like all right like yeah I just I just started this maybe I'm getting maybe I'm starting too quickly maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm overstepping my my boundaries or whatever but sometimes you just got to do it bro and and once you just start doing once you make that schedule once you text that one person mm-hmm. to put the plan in the motion it starts like a whole a whole momentum that's behind you bro exactly. And once you do that bro like sky's the limit bro for real the sky's the limit you're right it's just
1: it's just the matter of taking that leap of faith that's all it is
0: yeah bro and like when we talking about faith and everything Earlier, you was talking about how you know you, you grew up in the church and everything. How do you think you being in the church in the church allows you to to change your life mm-hmm. after you know after you you had decided you wanted to you wanted to better yourself?
1: So that's a very good question, man. Being in the church, so everybody in this just in general throughout history, they want to be a part of something for sure. So like even nowadays, uh, modern day things, we have gangs, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have fraternities, then you have. What is it? You have church organizations, you have nonprofit organizations, you have all different types of cliques, even when it comes to, like, say, the military and the, and the police force. Yeah. A lot of people join that because they're like, oh, I want a sense of brotherhood or I want to be a part of something big. So basically, I feel like all of us as humans, we live day to day with all we have is hope, basically. So basically, we are hoping that we wake up tomorrow. We're hoping that we live a healthy life. We're hoping that we can get our situation together and and do better. Yeah. So all we literally have is hope. And when it comes to Christianity and just being in the church and and having hope in something greater than yourself and greater than the people around you because we all are imperfect, it's like that gives you, I don't know, it opens up your mind to something bigger. And basically being in church has helped me a lot. Sometimes you don't have the mentors or it takes – a couple of different people sometimes to say the same thing to get you to clean up your act. That's real so I'm not gonna say my parents weren't feeding into me and telling me certain things and trying to get me right, but it took sometimes other people, some maybe the pastor or some of the deacons or something, or even some of the some of the mothers and the sisters there to say something so small but so powerful that it's like, oh, maybe maybe I should think about this a little bit more or make a change. So. While we're on the subject, I just wanna give honor to God and Jesus because he, he saved me and he's helped me out a lot. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here in this moment, so.
0: That's real, bro. That's like, real. Give all give all thanks to God for real, bro. Yes, sir. What is there anything, you you said there's a lot of small things. Is there any like, any small thing that you remember the most about what the people in your life have been telling you in those moments that that, that it may be, it might've been small in that moment, but it, it resonated at, at, a, at a larger scale in the future?
1: Hmm, that's interesting. These things you got. I'm, I need to start taking note of these. But <laughs> just when I say small things, it could be even like my mom used to say, "Live a little, live a little." Yeah. Or just we, would, we would downplay something or whatever the case would be, and she'd be like, "Okay, you'll understand in a little while." Something small like that, but when certain things happen, I don't know. You just gotta be paying attention. I can't think of one off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. But it's a whole bunch. Um, even when it comes to people telling you how serious life is and how. How you never know what could happen Mm -hmm. when you leave the house. And that every time you come home, you should be thankful and grateful to to God because it didn't have to be that way. And all the crime and stuff, the craziness going on in this world right now, if you do make it home and you walk in and you're able to sit down and go to sleep at night, and you should be thankful because, ah man, I just lost two friends recently, uh, like a week apart. Two totally different people didn't know each other man. Right? one was my coworker, worker rest in peace Chris and one was my classmate one of my classmates from school rest in peace my boy Christian they both got killed in different occasions in different areas but basically I, I've known people that have passed away and then family members but a lot of times it's like from sickness or something like that mm-hmm. when someone gets killed and you know that someone like took their life and like my man's Christian he was only like he was about to be 25 next month wow. He's 25 next month on July 7th, I believe,
0: That's and saying.
1: he got he got killed at a birthday party for one of his little nephews or something, um, over a parking spot. The dude, mm, they were man. and they were having a good time, and the dude came out, shot him, shot his friend, and shot his friend's father. They all died. This is like two weeks bro? ago, and it's just crazy. When you think about stuff like that, it gives you a new respect for life, and it makes you actually grateful um, that like that you're still here.
0: So. Bro, that's that's real, bro. And it makes me think of like, you just being in that environment, bro, you've definitely come a long way, bro. I, I know you definitely want to continue the legacy of all your friends, you know, just to, I mean, you doing what you're doing is to make sure situations like that don't happen, bro, because you know, a man, a man killing dudes over a parking spot, bro, it's like, why why are we worried about such trivial things, bro? Like Life is bigger than that. It's man. bigger than that, so. bro. Like, you, you shouldn't allow yourself to to, to take another man's life over over something as small as that, bro. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's just a reflection of the black community as a whole, with a lot of things that we do, bro. Just, just you know, whether it's gang violence and just, you know, just all that stuff. Like, when you think of LA, like, dudes killing each other over the hats they wear and the yeah. colors that they got on, bro. Like, it's so trivial, bro. And as black people, bro, we are so much stronger than that, bro. We, mm-hmm. we come from a long line of greatness and history, bro. And I feel like if people is... Had a better understanding of themselves bro like a lot of that stuff wouldn't happen bro exactly you know i just want to say rest in peace to your friends bro and i know that that you was going to do great things bro and then you're going to make sure that that stuff don't happen in the future bro Mm -hmm. i think that's in. i think you know everything that you got going on is a great start to that bro
1: appreciate it man yeah bro for sure
0: bro and it even makes me think you said something that you said earlier about your mom you said something that she'll say is like trying to live a little Mm -hmm. i think for you when i when i think of your story and everything you've definitely lived enough to understand why you don't want to go back to the life that you lived in bro and although you mm-hmm. wasn't a bad spot before being in that bad spot made you appreciate where you are now bro Yes. and i think like so, saying something as something as simple as live a little is it, it means a lot bro i know like yeah. you said it for a reason bro it still resonates bro cuz mm-hmm. you've you've came a long way bro like you know what i'm saying bro you have you hosting basketball tournaments, you being motivation, bro. Like, you you wouldn't be able to say all the motive people who are motivational, bro. They say can they can say all that stuff with conviction because mm-hmm. they because they they've seen the other side, bro. Exactly. And that's that's really where where your passion comes from when you understand what it was like before. I think that people who not not saying you can't be motivational if you had, if you had everything made for you in your life, yeah. but A lot of times, people who people who came from from the bottom really understand what is they can appreciate being at the top because they understand that it's different, bro. So I mean, that's that's all real, bro.
1: Yep, it reminds me of what is it, Fifty Cent, when he was um, he said, "Joy wouldn't be joy if it wasn't for pain," basically, and he said, "The sun wouldn't feel so good when it shines if it wasn't for rain." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to have been somewhere, like at the bottom or in a low place or. And a hard time in your life in order for you to appreciate like you said being a, at the top when it gets better and i just want to let everybody know if you feel you know how how sad or lonely you feel at the moment or whatever the case would be if you feel you're, like you're at rock bottom and like it can't get any worse i just want you to know that same feeling there's opposites to everything there's joy out there in this world and happiness that is out there for you that if you just hold on a little bit longer you're going to feel that same magnitude of joy and happiness. You know what I mean? That you feel down right now. So I just want to let everybody know that. So if you're at rock bottom, the only way that you can go is up. And that's my slogan, my motto for my brand is only going up. Because you can take that as elevation, like physically in life, getting better and progression. And you'll also take it spiritually because at the end of the day, my goal and everybody's goal should be to make it up to heaven. So spiritually i'm going up and physically in this world i'm going up
0: right that's real bro like what do you think that people in your church community um what do they think of everything that you're doing
1: so it's a good um it's very good because basically our whole goal is to win souls and things like that yeah to try to live a lifestyle that will attract people and make them realize oh this is this is something real because mm-hmm. a lot of people have not confused that Um, Especially when it comes to Christianity, there's a lot of people say that they're Christians, but the lifestyle they live Is no different than anybody else. I say that all the
0: time exactly
1: and and I'm guilty of it myself So my goal is to actually there there is a lifestyle That is evident that there's something bigger does that make Mm -hmm. sense and that there's good and, and, and light out there so my goal is to live that lifestyle and to live it to a certain point where nobody in the world whether they know me or not can even question it because they just see the light and the fruits of my labor and everything Thanks. coming from my life that's really how you, you gotta live in yourself first exactly so basically the church though they're receptive to it because first of all the youth is the future so that it doesn't matter the future of the world outside of church and it's the future of the church you know what I mean mm-hmm. so they're all open for it and my church specifically Redeemed Church of Christ in Alexandria Virginia Talk to me. Um they're growing right now getting bigger and better and our whole th- mission this year is to uh, do like community outreach. So we've been walking the streets, going door to door, advertising some of our events coming up and things like that. Um, and it's not us trying to throw nothing down anybody's throat. It's just us showing them that we're in the community. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're hidden, you just hide behind the four walls of the church and you don't go out into the world, nobody will know you're there. And there's people out there that really, really are interested and want to know more but they just don't know where to go or how to go about it. Yeah. So if you bring it out to them and let them know and then use your life as an example of what what they could be doing, then it'll make it easier for everyone.
0: Bro, I think that's that's real, bro. I think that it's also what you're saying is like a core tenant of just being a leader, bro. I think that the best leaders are the, are the ones who, who do what they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all starts with people aren't going to follow you if like, let, let's say you're telling them to like, I don't know, work on a project or read a book or something like that. Yeah, they're not going to follow you if you haven't done it yourself. Bro. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like for me, um, just trying to be motivational on my own, right? You know, when I posting on social media, everything that I post that I do, or anything that I post, like a book that I post, or yeah. or that I read, I was going to make sure I did it before I can tell somebody else to do it, bro. Yeah. And I think that the same thing applies to just introducing new concepts to people's lives. I think that for me, something that I like to do a lot is read, bro, mm-hmm. and I think that reading. Changed my life because there's a lot of game and books that people Mm -hmm. don't don't know, bro. There is man. Like there's there's a lot of good information, a lot of good information about the world, Mm -hmm. you know, about 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 history, life, everything. And I feel like sometimes it's not that people don't like to read. Yeah. They just never have read anything that they've liked. Yeah. And I think there's a difference, bro. Because I feel like when you read something that you actually enjoy, bro, you realize how much. Of a benefit it has to your life, and once mm-hmm. you can start tying it back to your personal experience, bro, it's it's it's, it's a game changer, game changer bro. bro. And I think that that applies with, with spirituality, bro. Once, mm-hmm. once you start, you know, you walking around in Virginia telling people about your church and everything, they might not have considered it at first. Mm-hmm. But once you actually put it to their face and realize that that you guys are spreading the good word, that you guys are spreading positivity, they're like, okay, like yeah. I, I could get along with it, bro. I think that's that's really the biggest thing, just putting this planting the seed in somebody's mind bro. Mm-hmm. that's what it's
1: all about you reap what you sow and I'm sowing them seeds so.
0: yeah bro um, how do you think people have been receptive to you walking around um, you, you just spreading your spreading the you know where just good things about your church and everything I know there's like a stigma against people who might like go around doing that just, yeah like, how has that been for you
1: so it's not we don't do this it, like every day we only do it when we have we have like a, a soul campaign event that we mm-hmm. do every I think like once a month And basically it's like it's like a breakfast type of thing yeah we invite people from the community to come out and hear different like testimonies and stories from uh, some of our uh, some of the people in the church and basically hearing other people's testimonies and where they come from and different things like that um, you can relate to it so our whole goal is just for the people in the community that may not know anything about uh, God or Christ or Mm -hmm. ever even heard They'll, they'll be able to relate to some of those stories and be like, oh, this person... The thing about Christianity and a lot of Christians, a lot of people think that either we think we're better than everybody because we, we have some found knowledge or something, or that we're different than everybody, like we're so much different, like we've never been through anything. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is that even in the Bible, the majority of the people, the disciples and things like that, they were regular people.
0: Regular people. Regular, regular people, ones. and
1: some of them were the worst people, like like Paul or also known as Saul before he was converted he literally was he killed Christians he yeah. went around and, and, and persecuted Christians for being for proclaiming God exactly and he ended up proclaiming God himself he saw and the being land. one of the biggest disciples in the whole Bible yeah so my thing is that we are just like everybody else we all sin we all fall short of, of just being like holy and righteous but at the end of the day there's a way and jesus made that way you got me preaching on this don't man. not <laughs> yeah, man that's, that's
0: what i try to make people do bro. For yeah. real. and i think that what you're saying about being a christian and you know the, the story of saul is like we need to understand that you can you can make a change in your life bro it don't matter all the bad things that you've done bro like mm-hmm. the bible is full of stories to where people who have who have been in darkness have came back to the light, and that's what that's what it's about, bro. It's yep. like when when you're a Christian, bro, it's not always just about finding everybody who's already good and just keeping them good. Yeah. The point of it is to find the people who who need God in their life, bro. Exactly. Who need the good word, who need the teachings and the preachings, bro. That's that's really what it's for, bro. And sometimes sometimes I feel like when you talk when you talk about people who don't live the who don't live the actual Christian lifestyle, I feel like that's where we kind of get it confused, bro. Because mm-hmm. I think that in this country, there's a lot of people who proclaim to be Christian. They'll advocate for just throwing people in jail and, and mm-hmm. letting them rot for like 30 to 40, 50 years, bro, without yeah. giving them any chance at rehabilitation, bro. You know, and not letting them find what, what, which, you know, find letting them find God. Yeah. You know, and I think that, oh, no, what are you about to say? Oh, no, go ahead. I was you know, and I think that if we actually adopted. What this country is supposed to stand on in terms of Christianity, bro. Yep. We would have a much better society, bro. But people are so quick. And I'm not saying, you know, if if you do wrongdoing, like if you if you kill somebody, you know, there there has to be some type of punishment for that or whatever. Yep. But you know, at the same time, look, the, we we do need to engage in the systems to, to where we can actually heal these people instead of just making it worse for it, them, bro. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, that's what it's all about. It's healing, and even like the church we talk about is like it's basically a spiritual hospital. So a lot of people get it confused, especially people that maybe grown up up in the church. Sometimes, like it's more like a entertainment show or something. Oh, I got to go to church and we're gonna watch the choir sing and all this. But they forget where they came from, and then also then you have new people coming in from the street that don't. They just they're interested, Um, and at the end of the day, it's a spiritual hospital. Everybody should be able to come there, no matter what your background is, no matter uh, if you feel like you can't be helped or anything like that. God is here for you, and literally the church—that's what it's for. It's a spiritual hospital. So if you're sick, if you're if you're sad, if you're lonely, come to the church. And and even if you don't come to the church, God is with you right now. Yeah. So sometimes you feel lonely. You speak to God, pray. That's what it's all about. Um, and yeah.
0: Bro, that's real, bro. What do you think are particular, just like name, name your favorite book in the Bible? On why you feel like it resonates most with your life?
1: So my favorite book right now is Ecclesiastes like can't, don't say it the best but <laughs> and it is my f- main chapters I like out of it is uh, one through three okay and it basically talks about how everything has a purpose and has a time and a season to happen so basically like it goes through a whole list it's like it's a time for war it's a time for peace it's a time for love I don't think it says a time for hate, but either way. <laughs> yeah, like all, everything has opposites. So yeah. time for love, a time for peace, a time for a time for rain, a time for sun, yeah. a time for patience, a time for like to be more assertive and aggressive. It's a time for everything in life. So basically that resonated with me last year when I moved because it was a new season for me and it was like, I know going into this new season, I may feel lonely. I may, may feel out of place, but at the same time, I know that nothing lasts forever. So, I was I was ready for that next part to come, you know. Hey,
0: bro, that's real. I think the the whole principle of divine timing is real, bro. Cause mm-hmm. you know you might be going through something in your life, and you really might not, you might not understand or see. You might not understand why you're going through it, or even see the light at the end of the tunnel. But bro, yeah. it's it's there, bro. You just gotta yeah. you just gotta keep going, bro. Right? You just gotta stay consistent with whatever you're doing. You know, understanding that. You know, doubt doubt is something that's it's gonna get pushed into your head, bro. Automatically you're like, you a human, bro, it's mm-hmm. it's guaranteed. But everybody who becomes great finds a way to get past that doubt. Mm-hmm. And understanding and understand like the lesson in the Bible is that, you know, your time is gonna come, yeah. you know. Exactly. Your time for success is gonna come. Mm-hmm. If if you just if you be patient and wait and put in that daily consistent work that comes with that, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's a reason why God gave you the reason. It's a reason why why God let you wake up this morning, bro. Exactly. He wants you to get after it, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's our position It's our position as humans to, you know, get after it and get after it in the name of God and our purpose and everything, bro. I feel like those are some of the biggest things that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't just be thankful that you woke up. You got to be thankful that, that you woke up and now you can make something out of your day and your yep. life, bro.
1: You got to be productive. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You can't ask for something and then not do the work for it. Exactly, or bro. Even if, like, you don't get to do all the work for it because he blesses you before it, it's like you have to do something. You to take another step, take another step forward. And one of my, of course, in the Bible it says joy cometh in the, in the morning. But that's my, been my, my little quote for, like, the last month or so. I have this little rhyme I made up. Joy cometh in the morning, so I know my time is coming. And I said, you can't finish this race called life unless you keep on running. So, for everybody that feels like you're down and out, it's like, like you said, just hold on a little bit longer and keep putting one foot in the front of the other. Keep swimming, like Dory would say, and finding Nemo. And you're going to make it, man. You're going to make it. Bruh, you can't finish if, unless you keep going. So. You have
0: to keep going, bro. And I think that something that that I saw on your Instagram, it was, something, it was a message talking about perfection versus progression. Bro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it elaborate a little more on that and what that means to you.
1: So, perfection versus progression. Basically nobody's perfect mm-hmm. so basically the whole thing about it is like I don't want to say chasing perfection but the more you chase perfection the closer you get to it does that make sense yeah so it's like something that you never reach but at the same time as you try to reach it you get better so it's like you can't lose it's a win-win situation a win-win. so my whole thing is like chasing perfection it's like every single day like I said get to the next level what can I do to better myself even if it takes a week even if it takes a month when you look back, you'll be like, I'm glad I went through that process because now I'm at a better spot. And then when you get to that next spot, you just keep going. It's like steps. It's like the stairs of life. That's what I call it. And like I said, the whole goal, keep walking up them stairs and you get to the top. And you get to see the Lord. So.
0: Bro, it's it's them stairs, bro. That's really what is, what is mandatory, bro. Just mm-hmm. being able to just... You, like you know stairs of life from life, life 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 god willing is a long thing so mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to see the end of the stairs you exactly. know you, you're not gonna know when it's gonna end but you got to be able to keep having that faith that is that what you're doing is going to be worth it bro and i mm-hmm. think that sometimes people get so caught up they get cold so caught up in the end goal yeah they forget to that you have to progress towards that end goal, bro because mm-hmm. when you're trying to reach that perfection bro you're not going to reach that perfection if you're not progressing in any way and if you're not staying consistent like i said earlier exactly then you're not going to be able to to reach that that goal that's that that you're aspiring to get bro exactly. and i think that people will be wanting to be uh, a big reason why people don't start because they want to they want to do it all perfect like you'll, you'll have people who want to have the best podcast they'll get all the equipment and everything, mm-hmm. but they don't start nothing Yep. You know they'll they they want the biggest movie studio or the like the biggest and best whatever. You know yeah. they'll have the perfect setup, perfect per- perfect everything. But they don't start, bro, because exactly. they forget that you got to be consistent at first, bro. You can get the best team, bro, but if y'all not doing nothing, mm-hmm. it don't matter what the hell you got going on, bro, because you gotta you gotta you gotta stay consistent. You gotta do the small work, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a small work that creates something big, bro. It's 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 the daily task, and you know like whatever you have to do to make your basketball event. It was probably a whole bunch of little monotonous things mm-hmm. that, you, that you didn't like to do. Yep. But it made something powerful happen, bro. And I think that's what people got to remember when you're trying to reach greatness, bro. It's about the small work. It's about, you know, spending those little hours like editing your stuff, you mm-hmm. know, so people can can consume it in the future. It's about that small stuff exactly. that could create something big, bro. That progression. So, that that really resonated with me, bro, cuz that's how I try to how I live my life, for real. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all about that
1: progression, man. It hey. It's so many analogies. I love analogies, man. Yeah, Analogies it just makes life a little bit more easier because you get to, a lot of people are visual. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, it's just about taking that next step and everything's not going to be easy, like you said, but if you keep going, you'll be very satisfied with the final product. It's like, to me, it's like building a house. You lay the foundation and, you know, like the wood framework. Yeah. And then sometimes it starts storming. So you know what the construction workers they have a deadline they're like oh man we might not be able to get this deadline because it's raining out we got to cover everything up leave it and come back again but when they come back they keep going you had the the carpentry work you have to do the the plumbing that you had to do the electricity you had to lay yeah uh, the roofing that you had to finish everything all that goes in the hvac the ac and the heat all that are different components and different parts of the process that have to be done In order for you get to get that final beautiful house, so you're driving by on the street and you see this beautiful mansion. Oh, that's so beautiful! But you don't know it took maybe a year or two for them to build that because they had to go through all the different parts of the process. And if they skipped any of it, it's not going to be as good at the end. So just go through the process, man, and don't down the process. Respect it,
0: appreciate it. Respect it, appreciate it, bro. Because you don't appreciate who you are at the end of the day Mm -hmm. if you don't appreciate the small little things that you did to to go through the process bro. I think exactly that when you when you make any type of substantial change in your life you don't when you reach that goal that you reached you it's a reason why like people who just get things instantly it doesn't feel as gratifying mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. don't work for it there's something that feels good about the work that you put in exactly. to get to that process bro every nice building that we look at it took a long time for it to get built, bro. It, it took a minute, bro. A long time. Like, it, it took those a minute. The skyscrapers and yeah, stuff? Oh,
1: bro. my God, that's so beautiful. You know what? Like it when you a process.
0: When you think of things like 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 the Eiffel Tower, Statue of mm-hmm. Liberty, Golden Gate Bridge, all those big, beautiful things, bro. It took a minute, bro. Yep. Like, the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm from San Francisco, so I know a little more about it. it yeah. It took, took like seven years yeah. to get built, bro. And they was really grinding on that mug, bro. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, something that, those people had in, in their heads was like, they knew that they were doing it for a bigger purpose. Exactly. Some, some, they wanted to be a part of something great, bro. And I know them people talked about that for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped build this bridge. I helped build this this monumental thing, yep. And I think that with anything in life, it's about the journey, not about the destination, bro. Exactly. Like, that's really what it's about, bro. I think that you, you can't get everything instantly, bro. Yeah. You, you can't get everything instantly, bro. And I think what, what do you think have been some of your, um, some of your biggest, I wouldn't say issues, but what, what have you learned the most about being a part of men up next? And what do you think you have, what, what have been just a small thing that you've taken away from building what you have now and, and even building more upon it?
1: hmm So small things that I've taken away doing men up next, first of all, patience, because like we talked about the process. I came up with, or the idea of men Up Next came up to me and like, I told you, my junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm 23 now. Yeah. And now it's finally getting the momentum that I needed. But, you know, that's like five or six years that I went through the motions trying to figure things out, putting money here, putting money there, meeting different people, making my connections. And sometimes during that time, I felt, I felt like giving up. I felt like, oh, maybe this is not going to work. Maybe I'll go find something else to do or why is it taking so long? Am I doing something wrong? Or sometimes I was going a whole different direction thinking, "Oh, this idea is going to be the best." And then come around, I'm like, "Oh, wait, no, I think I need to stay focused on what your original idea was." Yeah. Um so it just taught me patience and it taught me that also to be determined cuz when you're determined and sold out on something, then even when the doubt comes in your mind, you know that you're not going to waver. So for me, at first, I was just holding on by deer, like, by a little piece of string but then after a while, I don't know just I got more serious about it. when I got serious about it, that's when, and I knew that, that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to help mentor young, young people I want to uh, change make a change in the community and I just want to be great and leave a, a legacy behind doing what God gave me to do, which is mental next and I'm like, you know what when I became serious about it, it don't matter what comes my way now job opportunities different things like that I'm not saying you have to be smart and think about each situation as it comes Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I know this is what I want to do this is what I believe God gave me so if that is the case he's going to make a way for me no matter what that way is or if I can see it or not it's going to happen yeah when you're sold out on it that's when stuff happens so my biggest thing is patience determination and I don't know. They grind and the hustle, man. You just gotta keep it going.
0: And that's real, bro. What do you think made you? What What was the clicking point in your head that that was like, all right, I should take this serious now? What 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 moment kind of made that happen for you?
1: Well, sometimes I feel like when you're chasing things that are not meant for you to do, God has a way of like I guess like humbling you or reminding you. Um, so I would just say just different situations or even like job opportunities and stuff like that just weren't working out. And then and the whole through the whole time I knew that I should be pursuing like creating my website my merch and doing all that kind of stuff and making setting up dates to go to different events and all that mm-hmm. but I was so focused on oh let me go over here and do this and you know what I mean and all that just wasn't working over a course of time so eventually and also my mother my mother shout out to my mom <laughs> she always she always would remind me because there are certain people when you have good people in your circle they know how serious you are about certain topics, so if they know you love something or have a passion for it and you're about to throw it out, they're, if they're a really good friend or a really good person, they're going to be like, hey, Johnny, you know what? I know how much you love that. I see you about to toss it in the trash. Maybe you should think twice about that because just like a week ago, you were going gung-ho about this thing. Yeah. So that's what my mom did often. a lot of times when I was like, oh, maybe I'll just move this way and go do something else. And she was like, no, you remember how serious you were? You said you wanted to do this, you, you wanted to do that, you want to accomplish this. And, and I would be like, man, you're right. It kind of like snapped me back into, into reality. So I would say to everybody, just make sure you examine the people in your circle. Because the people in your circle are one of the most important things that's going to help propel you to, to the next level. And also, we were talking about having a team and waiting to have a big team to start your, your movement or whatever it is that you want to do. Your team will come as you go. Yeah. Sometimes the best team to have, especially when you're first starting, is just yourself. Because you know the vision that you have the best. So you and That's God... That's facts. Yeah, you That's know the facts. vision. So you start the vision, and people will see the vision being started, and they'll be like, oh, maybe I can offer this to help. Maybe I can offer this to help. By the end, time you get to the end of your journey, you'll have a whole a whole team. And you just have to make sure you filter. You know who you want around you. You know who has like values to, to yours. You know who may have the best interest and a lot of people just ignore red flags so just pay attention to the red flags and filter out the people around you and and you're 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 gonna be all right man
0: bro what you're saying is so real bro i think that what she said about your mom especially really resonates with me bro Cause mm-hmm. my mom has always been motivational for me in my life my mom knows what i like to do she knows i like i like educating people she knows i like learning she, she knows i like being an advocate for the black community and She's always pushed me to kind of reach my goals and everything. And there was a point last year where I didn't get this internship that I wanted, and mm-hmm. I was so mad about it. Yeah. But the internship had nothing to do with, with what I want to do. With with, with with what I want to do yeah. it had nothing to do with my God-given purpose. It had nothing to do with any of that. And at the time, I was so sad about it. I was bummed out. I was like, dang, like mm-hmm. I really wanted this. I thought it was going to help me, quote unquote, professionally. But that summer, that that I would have spent the internship. I really went. this was last time I really wound up changing my trajectory and really yeah. getting into what I like to do I started reading a lot more I really started reading a lot of black books reading mm. about the black community realizing like damn like not and not only reading it but realizing how much I love it yeah realizing how much I, I actually enjoy this stuff I'm exactly. like and I knew I enjoyed it but when I tapped, when I really tapped into it and started putting in that next level work, yep. I'm like, bro, I can really, I can really take this somewhere for myself and really be an advocate for my community because I'm at the end of the day, bro, somebody gotta do what we doing, bro. Mm-hmm. Somebody, has, has to somebody has to do it, bro. Yeah. It's like we're we're young. I would look at it like, why can't I be one one of the older dudes of this generation who made something happen for his people, who, mm-hmm. who made who made some positive change in in his, in the, in his people's lives or whatever. So. I think that with all that being said, mm-hmm. your environment is important, bro. Because the wrong people is gonna is gonna make you quit on that dream mm-hmm. that you, that you have so much promise for it, bro. And even with me being with the podcast, bro, like I've been doing it with me and Michael been doing it for the last three years, bro. Yeah. And it's like there there it's, it's been a grind, bro. It's been it's been a lot of little tedious stuff, but the reason why you know like is is it's been us is because we understand the vision that exactly. we And like you said, you was doing it by yourself because. When it comes to everything that you want to do, you know the vision that you want. And for mm-hmm. me, when it comes to the social media and everything on our podcast, making clips and everything, I'm, I know the image and I, I know the vision that yeah. I want to be put out there. When I'm when I'm making a clip for a, for the podcast and I find something interesting, mm-hmm. I know what message I want to be out there. Yeah. And there's nobody else that knows that, that message better than me and Michael. Exactly. So I feel like you don't always have to expand your team. And sometimes, you know, like... Having a team would be better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that... A lot of little small things that you probably wish that you could have somebody else do. Yep. But not everybody's going to be able to, to do it at the same level that you would do it, bro. And I think that it's, it's really important that you keep good people around you, bro. Like, a common thing is, like, that I've heard is, like, you are who are... You are... Like, your your five closest friends are mm-hmm. a great representation of who you are, bro. Exactly. Because Or who you're going to be. Or yep. you're going to be, bro. And for me, like, I try to keep... You know, positive people around me. Positive people who are gonna uplift me. Positive people who are doing something in their life. Positive people who can motivate me in any mm-hmm. way. And people will think of that. They'll be like, oh, "I'm using these people." Yeah. And it's like it's not using, bro. It's just you want you want good people around you, bro. Because people like that is gonna motivate you and make you better, bro. That's what exactly. it's about, bro. It's about real. getting
1: better. Some people see it at, I, like I said, it's all about helping each other. Yeah. So it's not like you're not going in this situation like, oh, I'm gonna use this person for their skills. It's more like. Hey, this person could help me, and I know I have something to offer everybody else. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's going to be an exchange of, of like goods type of thing, um, and yeah, that's that's what it's all about. I'm talking, I'm thinking about taking the leaf of faith still. Yeah. Um, cause I forgot something you just said that that made me think of this. Just me moving to Warrenton in Virginia. Yeah. In, in the beginning, the people around me—that's what it is. Um, I took a big leaf of leap of faith man. you bro
0: you, you if you want to do anything big you got to take that leap bro no,
1: I never in the world thought that the way I left my parents house it wasn't a bad way would have just that would have been it Um, so when I left for the first time ever which was last year I moved to Virginia first of all that's a whole other state so I was like oh I never thought and where were you coming from from Baltimore Maryland. okay so like moved from all the way from Baltimore to to Warrington Virginia it's not even like a big known place. It's like kind of like in the cut. Yeah. So everybody's like, what in the world? How did that happen? So move over there. And I promise you, first of all, I had met one of the managers that worked at the same place I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my good man, Drew. Shout out to Drew. Shout out Drew. So Drew, man, me and him hit it off. I was down there for like three weeks for a training, helping train train up people for the store. Mm-hmm. And I met him and we hit it off. I I was getting paid more uh, for going out there to train um, and it was a cool experience. I would never been away from the home like that, um, especially for that amount of time. Met a lot of good people and the town where I was at was really nice. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So like like two weeks before I left, um, or the last week before I left, Drew, which is now my roommate, he was like, hey man, I got a house over here um, where I stay at and it's just me and my dog. He was like you're really cool I really like you man uh, I think that I need I need a good friend around me too we got a like mindset and everything like that he was like if you're up to it and you like it down here you can come stay with me rent free for as long as you need to get yourself together wow just so I can be in your like having an acquaintance like you and I was like man that's crazy so I went home and I had like two weeks to make the decision me leaving Maryland my parents house with I was, I was in a stable situation, but I was uncomfortable and I was complacent. You
0: was complacent. That's the biggest thing. That you know. whole
1: that whole month or two before, I was kind of like in the dumps at my parents' house. I was like, man, I'm, I'm not making as much money as I should be. Uh, I'm not working on my brand. And Men Up Next is like in, on a plateau right now. I was just feeling like in the dumps. So then when the opportunity came up to leave, I was hesitant. And this was God because at first I turned it down. Then it ended up, the date got pushed back like another week. And they was like, oh, we need more people to go because pe- some people can't go anymore. Can mm-hmm. you go, James? And I was like, mm. I was like you know what? I'm going to go. So I went, stayed for three weeks. The last week, he offered me to come stay with him. So basically, I had two weeks to decide. Am I going to leave my parents' house, move to another state, and move into the house with a stranger that I've only met for a week? Yeah. Bro, that's a big decision to make. Big, bro. <laughs> that's like, a huge decision. to a different state? A different state with a person I don't know. Away from your family? Yeah, away from Where you been family? your whole life? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, am I really going to do this? Long story short, I prayed a little bit. I, I talked to my parents. I weighed my pros and cons. That's what you had to do. I took a piece of paper. I wrote pros and cons on it. And I literally made a list of what would benefit me going here and what would, what would be bad about it. And then I made another list, pros and cons. What would benefit me staying here and what would benefit me leaving? I mean, like, what would be the bad things about staying it was night and day. I was about to say, it was probably night and day. day. It like night and day. Moving, it was like, it was, and it was right there in front of Some people were waiting for a big, huge sign to come. I was like, literally, on paper, it was right in front of me. If I go, this would be better for me. I'm getting paid more. I'm new people. I have a place to stay. Oh, I looked up my church from the location where I would be at in Virginia versus where I was at now. Mm-hmm. We drive a, a little bit of a distance for church, but we've been doing it for a long time since I was little. So it's an hour from like 55 minutes from baltimore area where i'm at yeah and then it's like 55 minutes from where i am at, from virginia now so literally i was like man i don't have to change my church home i don't have to it was it was like black and white so i ended up moving bro and i promise you ever since i moved and took that big leap of faith literally the biggest leap of faith i ever took in my life my life has been so much different and i've met the people that I've come in contact with while I'm over there, I have I actually have, like, a handful of, like, solid friends now. Like, and this is, like, guy friends that, that I consider my brothers. That if I need something, I can call them, and I know they'll be there for me. Uh, if I have, like, problems I need to talk about or just need some advice, I know that they're going to give me sound advice and that I don't have to worry about them telling me to do something crazy. And it's just, it's life-changing when I move. So... I'm not telling everybody, get up and move, but I'm saying if an opportunity arises that is not a bad opportunity for you and you are feeling complacent, I feel like that you should make sure you make the right decision and take your time with it, but take that leap of faith because you never know how much your life could change. And now, everything, my business, even being on my podcast, on your podcast, yeah, this is the second podcast I've ever been on. And last year was on my first, uh, my good man's out in Baltimore. It was a Forgot his 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 little tag, Double um, O Show, the Double O Show. Double O Show. I, yeah. I think I've heard of that show. Yeah, before, he's out there doing his thing. I think I've heard of that. I yeah. Somebody
0: was telling me about that. So I was doing
1: that, and and the thing about it, I always was like, I don't want to like be hitting people up for to be on their podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I want them to reach out to me. Yeah. So he reached out, and then like recently you reached out, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is all what I was asking for, but all this including my tournament um meeting the new friends being in the town that i actually like and i I enjoy and then being on the podcast and stuff it's like it's all happened after i
0: left and it got out of my comfort zone well that's really bro. that's the biggest thing if you want to do anything great bro you gotta get out of your comfort zone bro i know for me sometimes there have been times where I might not want to schedule a podcast because like, I don't know how how I'm gonna do it. I don't know what I'm gonna say to this person. Mm-hmm. But when I just hit the person up, like, I can talk to people, bro. And it's, once I just hit the person up and be like, "All right, let's get up this day. Let's do it like that." Yep. It's it's easy, bro. And because of that, I've recorded a lot of podcasts in the past few weeks, bro. I've recorded like like eight, yes, you know? sir. Yes, sir. So, like, it's been just been going crazy, bro. And I think that we one of the biggest things is you gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, something at the beginning of this year, I wrote in my in my notebook like. If I wanna to get to where I wanna go in my life, yeah. I have to be uncomfortable. I can't just be in the same I can't just be in the same mindset of just waiting for things to happen to me, bro. I know I gotta make them happen, bro. Mm-hmm. And if I gotta make them happen, if I if I wanna make it happen, I gotta be uncomfortable, bro. And I and I commend you for making that move, bro, cause that's a that was a tough thing, bro. That was the toughest that's thing I have ever done do, in my bro. life. But it's a consistent theme. I know so people who is great. Mm-hmm. They'll they make that move to like a different state yep. just just to start fresh, bro, because but I could already imagine you was complacent up in your parents' crib, bro. Exactly. It's, I was like, bro, what am I doing, bro? I'm like, I'm getting older and like all this. Like, like things, things wasn't happening like you wanted it to happen, bro. But once you moved out and you was like, not only is it moving out what makes it big, but it's mm-hmm. the leap of faith that you make. That leap inspires you to go hard because yeah. it's like I already knew you like you moving out there. You was like, I can't be on no bullshit. Like I have yeah. to go crazy now. I can't be doing no dumb stuff, bro. I have to. I have to be on my P's and Q's Mm -hmm. because I ain't do this for no reason.
1: Exactly, you make the best of the situation.
0: Make the best of it, bro. And I think when you do that, it it motivates you even more, bro. Mm -hmm. It gives you an an even bigger reason outside of just you know just being complacent at your parents' house and you know just just not just not doing what you feel like God is calling you to do, bro. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you gotta leave, bro. And I've I've noticed that people who leave, bro, make it, it changes their life for real, for real, bro. Yes, sir. It totally did. Bro, what do you think, you know, you saying you're from Baltimore, bro. How do you think that your upbringing in Baltimore allows you to become the person that you are today and even start your brand?
1: So, I'm not going to false claim now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't raised in Baltimore. Okay. Okay, you know, now I'm going to get that straight. But, I was raised definitely in that area. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. So first of all, seeing some of the conditions and the living conditions that's in the city, um... Some of the conditions, man, is, is horrible. Like literally, I didn't even know some of those places existed in, in, except for like, I thought only in, existed in like a third world country. Type yeah. of, that's how bad some of those areas are. Um, and the atmosphere on some of the streets, like literally you feel like you're about to just die. Like I, I, me and my mans pulled up on one of the streets one day. It's like worst neighborhood I ever been in. Um, bro, and, and he's, he's from the projects out in DC, out in Brentwood. So he and he a big dude. Yeah. We were both grown men at that time. Pull up. Just driving down the street. We turned down the street. We was bumping music and everything. Bro, literally like the energy and the atmosphere just from turning on that street changed. It was like the worst feeling I ever felt, like in person, like just from being outside. Like, it was horrible, bro. Um, it was so to the point we wound the windows up. <laughs> We locked the doors. We're in the car driving. Yeah. But that's how bad every boat we turned the music down and everything. We was like, What the heck? What is going on with this street? Because the stuff I feel right now is weird. Like But I would that just made me think that was that same neighborhood where I said looked like a thorough world country type of place. Yeah. And there was people there. They was outside. They was chilling. Like that's where they stay at. That's what what I thought when I saw that, I was like, Man, this is really what some people call home. And that made me realize is that, first of all, you never know who you're dealing with. Because I know some of the guys uh, when I went to Morgan State that were from some of those neighborhoods and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, um, and they were trying to make a change for themselves. But then again, you some of these little college kids, they, they would get to test them sometimes. And it's like, you never know who you're dealing with. If someone, I thought about little kids having to grow up on like, like a block like that. If we felt that as a grown man, imagine a little kid being raised in that whole that atmosphere.
0: Growing up in there, bro. Literally growing
1: up in there, he, he probably don't even know the difference. But if we felt that, a little kid growing up like that, and then there's people our age that's grown up and things like that, it's like, I don't know, just be careful who you mess with. You never know who you're messing with. And also not to, like, scare you or nothing, but... It's just people's mindsets is not gonna be the same.
0: Yeah.
1: So they're aggressive, they're aggressive for a reason. You may not understand that reason, but they, they grew up in, in the, what do they call it, the concrete jungle. Yeah. It's, it's pretty vicious, and and people don't understand that. So I have a, a respect for uh, people from the lower income neighborhoods, like the projects and things like that, especially the ones that decide they wanna do something different and make a change for themselves. So just being around that, being exposed to some of my, my friends and stuff like that from back in the day, um, and just understanding, like, the street culture, for the most part, it gives you more respect. A lot of these street boys, they're smarter. They got more common sense and more smarts and intelligence than some of these people that's gone to college, got degrees and everything. Yeah. Um, It's just, like, a different type of smarts. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of them have so much potential. So, so much that's bro, for real. That's part of why Men Up Next, for me, I want to help some of the people, like, even some of my friends that didn't have the guidance that I had to... I want to be be that guidance that, the guidance that I had for myself, I want to be that for them. Or someone like younger right now that's coming up, I want to be able to help them to to stay out of the streets and things like that. Because I'm not saying Baltimore is like all straight, just straight hood or anything, but at the same time, it's like, that the, you watch the news from from the city, any inner city really, it doesn't matter DC from Baltimore, yeah. Chicago, all of them have so much like horrible nuts going on. All of them, bro. Um, it's a me- it's a mess. So literally, if there's anybody out there with a nonprofit organization or doing anything with the community, it don't matter what city you're from. I want to work with you. Like, hit
0: me up. Hit them up, y'all. Hit them up,
1: man. Up next, underscore J on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'm. I want to work because there's a lot of work to be done, and time is ticking. It's not waiting for anyone.
0: So, bro, that's real, bro. And I appreciate you coming on here, bro, and just letting everybody know about what you do, bro. Because what you are doing is powerful, bro. I think that we as black people need more positive forces, bro. Because you, you, you was driving through Baltimore. You saw that that environment was like, it was, it was not very welcoming, bro. It wasn't a warm environment, bro. And like you said, just imagining growing up in that but even imagine even more like how hard it is to get out of that bro. Mm-hmm. if that's what you've known your whole life bro and like it speaks to the importance of environment bro because you know you talking about like you had your mom to, to uplift you you had friends in your life who yep. was able to help you achieve greater things and realize greater things about yourself Imagine growing up in an environment where none of them have had that positive experience, bro. Where Mm -hmm. where everybody's struggling, bro. Everybody's struggling just to survive, bro. You you don't have really you don't have a lot of time to be positive, bro. Because you you you, trying to live, bro. Mm -hmm. If if you how can you focus on like it's like we was talking about earlier, like our our best day, our 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 worst day is somebody's best day, bro. Like we can't even really imagine the the things that a lot of them people go through, bro. Mm -hmm. Because like we we. We we're not in their environment, bro. But it's important that, that we still connect with the people in those environments, bro, because yep. they still are people at the end of the day, bro. And like, we although we got different experiences and everything, bro. A lot, bro. A lot of people, bro. You know that they black, bro. I'm black, bro. Yeah. That that means that means we we on the same team, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think it's really cool that you do what you do, bro. And before I wrap this podcast up, bro, I want to ask like, what is something about you that people don't know? something about your, your personal life just something that I don't know no that was a random curveball like yeah I, I know that's something I've been trying to do lately something about me that people don't know yeah hmm like it could be like an interest or something know, something you like to do
1: well I already spoke about the drums that's probably the biggest thing a lot of people that meet me they have no clue yeah and I don't post I used to post drum videos on my page mm-hmm. way back I don't post them no more. I just posted one yesterday for the first time in like okay. two years, like a long time. But that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm trying to think of something more interesting, but a lot of people like that.
0: It don't got to be super. But drums is interesting, right
1: Yeah, uh, you know. So I'm the type of person that, like, if you see me play in person, you see me play. You're not going to see it nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, are you really good? I'm like, hey, I don't know. You come see me. Tell me. But I'm going to start posting more content, yeah. drumming content.
0: When did you start playing the drums?
1: So I've been playing since I was in the womb, so like, that's what my mom told me, but uh uh like on a full set, like seriously, like seventh grade. Seventh grade? Yeah. So I've been playing shout out to the Jamie Rose band. That's who I play with right now. And I also play for church, but um the drums is really fun. If you guys some people are not interested in sports or maybe you're interested in both, find an instrument to play. Mm-hmm. All these different things and uh that you can do as hobbies they they help like. Stimulate the brain. They do, bro. It keeps your mind going,
0: bro. I agree. I think that for me, like my hobbies, just give me time to just, just thinking, mm-hmm. just whether it's related to my past or just something outside of it, bro. Just give me time to just do something else, but outside of like just this is being this just, just consuming all the exactly. all the social media and everything, bro. I think it's really important to have hobbies, bro. Mm-hmm. It really it t- just takes your mind off of all the hard things in life for real, bro.
1: Exactly. And then a lot of times, we're, we're consuming people that are taking advantage of life yeah. and doing the things that we could be doing ourselves. So, like, there's people out there who might sit at home and watch basketball clips all day. Mm-hmm. But they won't touch a basketball in, like, the last month or two. Exactly. So, I'm like, get up, get up. You can use those videos to help you, but go out and try it for yourself. If you like to watch someone else do it that much, maybe you would take joy in doing it yourself.
0: Precisely. Right.
1: So, I advise you, take some of those videos and... Not the dumb ones, but take some of those productive videos, like with the hobbies in them, and go try them for yourself. Cooking, um, playing the drums, playing the instrument, playing sports, whatever it may be, arts and crafts, painting, whatever. Just, just try it. Some of it's really cool.
0: Hey man, that's that's dope, man. You got any any closing remarks, bro? Closing
1: remarks. Just, I don't know. I'm just happy, man. I want I want to spread my happiness. Uh, I want to help people be happy. That's my phrase, my little motto for myself. My whole goal in life is to help people be happy. And the happiness that I'm talking about is, of course, like everyday happiness. Mm-hmm. But that's like temporary. You can come and go. But there is a joy that I felt in the, in the past. I'm trying to get back there now. But when I, when I was doing everything right and living right for the Lord. But I just want everybody to be able to reach a, a point in their life where they feel like the joy of the Lord that it talks about in the Bible. That's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Because, like I said, the same f- the horrible feelings you feel down when you're at the bottom, there is a feeling that's so joyful and happy at the top waiting for you that if you just hold on a lo- a little bit longer, it will supersede and and overpower all the darkness that you've been through.
0: Just hold on a little longer. But hold on real. a little
1: longer. And I use the it's like, you know how when you're sitting in a room with the light on and everything, yeah, and then you turn the light off, there's no reaction. Your body doesn't have a reaction to it and then but when you turn the light on after being in the dark for a little while your eyes automatically it's like whoa because it's too it's so bright that your body has to adjust to the brightness so my basically what i'm saying is that yes you're in the dark right now but when the lights come on when the the light at the end of the tunnel when you finally get out of it your body you're not even going to be able to understand and 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 take in the amount of joy that's waiting for you
0: hey james that is a great analogy bro like that is so real bro because Sometimes people can't even notice the blessing that's in front of their face when it's there, bro. Mm-hmm. It takes a, you gotta you gotta adjust to it. You gotta be like you gotta start to you gotta put your glasses on. You gotta do something wait, to, wait, to really what is going see. On? Exactly, like you said earlier, you gotta you gotta adjust the focus. You gotta mm-hmm. clean the lens a little bit, like exactly clean clean your old perceptions and you know start start attaching new ones, bro. Like that's. That was a great
1: analogy, bro. I appreciate it, man. I was trying to spread it. I thought of that while we were talking. I haven't even used that one before. Wow, right. While we were talking, I was thinking about it. Um, but yeah, guys, just be be happy, be positive, and be optimistic. That's my message for you guys. A lot of people are so negative all the time.
0: Be optimistic. And it's
1: hard to be positive. But at the end of the day, just try it. Just try it. Be optimistic a little bit. Doing? If you have a negative thought, say the opposite. Be like, you know what? I'm I'm tired right now. No, I, I feel good. I'm, I'm gonna get through the day. You know what I'm good. saying? Or this day is gonna be a long day. Some people start off their day with such negative comments. It's gonna be a long day. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a bad day today. Or you know what I mean? It's like say the opposite. Start saying some positive things and getting positivity in your mind. It will literally change the outlook of your whole life.
0: Facts, bro. I and mean, you saying that makes it reminds me of um the Four Agreements. Uh, like I think I can't remember if it's the first or second agreement in the book. It's talks about the power of the word, yeah, and how powerful what you say to yourself is, bro. And if you if you say positive things to yourself, bro, you, you make that agreement with yourself. Talking about like you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a good day. Yeah. Nothing's gonna stop me from having a good day. But if you start off with negative energy, uh, if you start off with anything bad, bro, mm-hmm. like that energy's gonna persist throughout the rest of your day, bro. And imagine how many people say things like that every day.
1: Every day, it's like they're putting you're. Your, it's like you're digging your own pit to sit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you put the shovel down, you look up at the top, like, man, how did I get down here? But it's because of all the negativity that you continually put out. I agree, bro. So,
0: you gotta be positive. Bro. I think it's about just taking accountability for when you have been negative in your life. Right? Mm-hmm. And Understanding that okay, I've been negative in the past. How can I fix this? Exactly. How can I how can I start changing my life? What can I start implementing into my life to make it to make it better for myself? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think once you start to understand what works the best, not for everybody else, but for you, mm-hmm. that's when you start making change, bro. Like, yes, for real.
1: Yeah. and yeah, it's the small things too, like even getting up. People need more discipline. I think discipline is discipline important. will help you help you. I don't know. I want to say. Yeah, it'll put you in a better space, like, mind space, like, when it comes to, like, having to clean a cleaner room, like, picking up your room. Sometimes you're sitting in a whole bunch of clutter, and you feel horrible, and you feel cluttered. Like, your mind is cluttered. It's, it's cluttered, bro.
0: i Every time my room has been dirty, bro, it's just sending representation of my mind. Exactly. If Like, if I got a lot going on, my, my room's dirty, bro, because my mind's everywhere, but you always got to have that reset and just clean your room, bro. And sit down,
1: yep, yeah, and, and relax a little bit. Bro. Yeah,
0: bro. No, bro. You saying that makes me. What does that word discipline mean to you, bro?
1: Discipline. Oh, well, this is a good one. So discipline to me is basically doing the stuff that doing the stuff that you don't want to do, but you know needs to get done in spite of how you feel. So and doing it consistently, because some you might make your bed one day, but then not make it for the next month. Mm-hmm. So you could say, oh, I was disciplined on that one day, but no, it's about consistency and discipline. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what it is. And one thing I've been working on for myself, and we talk about being uncomfortable and things like that. This is actually funny. A lot of people don't didn't expect this, but taking cold showers. I used to take piping hot showers. I
0: hear the cold showers
1: a lot. I took, started taking cold showers, like ice cold showers, like a month, like maybe two months ago. And, bro, I, I do feel like it's helped me. First of all, it's helped me get past my mind because, of course, I didn't want to. So when I first started, I would do like lukewarm water, like water that matched the temperature of my body. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing piping hot, I can't even put my hand in there, I would do, put my hand in there and feel, okay, does this like kind of match what temperature my body is? Because that hot, hot water is not even natural. And think about it, if you go to the beach and you go step in the water, the water's not hot, it's cold. So it's like natural and it brings, it kind of like relaxes you a little Mm -hmm. bit. So for me, it took a lot of discipline to do it consistently every single day. Like and get in that water. And when you get past that mindset, now when I get in, yes the water's cold, but the majority of the time it doesn't even phase my body no more. Because it's like I got used to it. And it's a mind thing. Because it don't matter how many times I take it, before I get in, I still think the same thing. Mm -hmm. No. The water's gonna be cold. The water's gonna be cold. And I get in, I'm like, Oh, it's all good now. Exactly. So small things like that help build your discipline and it also gives you a sense of a sense of accomplishment. So That's why if you have if you write to-do list or something i usually write to-do list i put down every little small thing make up my bed pick up clean up my room uh read the book read a book uh or read some of a book or whatever uh brush my teeth like all those little small things because by the time you get done doing all of them they seem so small but when you look back at that list and you see oh i've done all these different things it makes you feel like oh i'm being productive so no matter how small you think something is I would just check it off your list and, and it gives you a sense of accomplishment because you were able to do that so something like cold showers that I know people struggle with it's uncomfortable whatever the case would be to me it gave me a sense of discipline doing it consistently because first of all it does have health benefits and things like it that does, it does. and I promise you after I get out the shower now like cold showers and things like that it don't matter if I just finish playing basketball my whole body's sore my back is hurting sometimes because I'm getting older you know <laughs> I get in that cold shower take a shower and then I, I get out I feel like I feel lighter, like literally. It's weird. I be, my body feels so much relaxed. So I don't know. Discipline. That's what it
0: bro, is. What you're saying about making like a list, of every small little thing in your day is so important, and it's something that I kind of I used to do, but I kind of fell off a little bit. I'll just make like a like a list about big things. But mm-hmm. bro, you saying that make I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start writing every little small thing, bro. Yeah. That sense of accomplishment, if it, it, it feels good, bro, and I think that sometimes we don't even when you finish a day, you don't even really know what you did for real. You don't exactly. even know. But when you look back at that list and be like, "Damn, I did a lot of different things, bro. I did exactly. a lot today, from it, start to finish." If yeah. It builds up, yo. It builds up how you felt about your day, but also it makes you want to build on what you can do in the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I did all that. Well, let me challenge myself to do more the next day. Exactly. That's really what it's about, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then structure. Make, That's structure. yep Cause a lot of people they they have no structure in their life, so when you have no structure, you just feel like a little blob, you just, and that's how a lot of people feel. They just feel like oh, I'm just here. I'm just here. I, I was talking to my mom recently, and I was feeling like a little bit down, and I was just like, "She's like, how you doing? What what are you doing up to?" You? i was like, "I don't know. I'm just I'm just here. I feel like I'm just taking up space," and that's very negative, especially mm-hmm. for someone like me to say. Yeah. But when you have structure in your life, it helps combat and all those negative types of types of thoughts. So to do this. Um, like you said, all the little small things. It don't matter what it is, and even sometimes I map out timing for it. So I'll just say, read read for thirty minutes. I'll put thirty minutes next to it. I'll put uh, what is it like? Make my bed, brush my teeth, uh, take a shower. I'll put like I'll put a time next to each one. So like brush my teeth, I'll do like five five to ten minutes. Uh, make my bed like five minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just and basically when I map it out. I'm like on the timer. I'm like, okay, I need to be done with this by this. So then I don't have no time to sit down and watch YouTube. Yeah. I don't have no time to do this because I know when I start that list, I want to keep it moving. And that's how we all need some structure.
0: That's what it's all Structure's about. Structure is important. I know for me, there are times I'll finish something and I'll start watching YouTube immediately, bro. Mm-hmm. That would be like 10, 10, 15 minutes of my time where I could have been on my goal or whatever, but now I'm wasting time. Exactly. You could have finished like three or four things in that time. So. Yeah, bro what and what you said earlier about discipline being like doing the things that you don't want to do bro that's one of the biggest things bro when i was really grinding on my weight loss and everything there mm-hmm. were a lot of days where i didn't feel like i wanted to do it bro yeah but once i actually just all right like it's monday i had the weekend to off like i'm gonna I'm do it bro even if it's 10 at night bro mm-hmm. i haven't done it today mm-hmm. but i know i told myself i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it bro. Because. With everything in life, bro. If you want to be great, bro, you gotta do it when you don't feel like it, bro. Exactly. Because you're not always gonna want to feel like it. You're not always gonna want to feel like like doing doing all the logistics for an event that you plan, bro. But it has to get done somehow, bro. And if exactly. you want to get to where you want to go, you gotta do it, bro. You gotta for do real. it. You literally,
1: like you said, just gotta do it. Like even sometimes, if you know it's gonna benefit you, do it without thinking about it. Yeah. So when the moment you think someone said this recently, like. You have like a certain amount of time, like a certain amount of seconds that your brain, when you tell your brain to do something, yeah, it's like ready to go. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it during that time, it, it makes it harder when it, you know what I mean? So like, as soon as you think, I need to go to the gym because I haven't gone today. Just get up. Just start getting up. You try, try to force yourself to do it. do it. And if you do it as soon as you think, it's more than not forcing yourself really. It's just doing it. Just doing it. Um, versus you sit down and then by the time you think about it like a minute or two later, you're like... No, I don't feel like it anymore.
0: You know what I mean? It creeps
1: mean? in. It, it creeps in. And the same thing, I usually, my my showers and stuff, sometimes I'm literally like, I'll do a countdown like before I jump in the water. I'm like, five, four, three, two, one. And every once in a while, I don't go right away. And I'm like, bro, I should do it But every time that, sometimes when the water is the coldest, I just like, I don't even think about it. I'm just, all right, go in. I have to do it. And that gives you, like I said, the sense of accomplishment. And it also... That sense of accomplishment is very very important yeah because the more you feel accomplished the more you're likely you want to do it again so but do it without thinking just do it like nike man just do it
0: bro and i feel like something that i always tell people in my life is your your life can't revolve around pleasure Mm-hmm. If, if, if you get too much into pleasure bro, you won't be able to get better at anything bro like, exactly you know you want you want the pleasure of eating good food you want the pleasure of having a woman around you you want the pleasure of taking a warm shower mm-hmm. you, you gotta you gotta make things uncomfortable bro people get people fall like eating just eating some good food yeah. that might not taste hella good yeah but but you, you know, know it's healthy know, but you. you know it's healthy for you you know it's better for your body and your mind bro and i think that once you let go of just trying to just always have pleasure, that's when you start making real progress, bro. For real, that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where the structure comes in, bro. yeah because it's, it's a bigger purpose in your head. Nah, you're you're, you're preaching right now, bro. Hey, Amen. Good for me now, too. Before before we end this, actually, for real, because I, I, I know think, you gotta go. You gotta go. I, I, no, I don't gotta go. Oh, I just okay. keep okay. thinking of stuff to yeah. ask, bro. How do you think that you being a motivational speaker allows you to? How do you think it, it impacts your daily habits in your life?
1: so i don't want anybody to think i'm perfect yeah but um it does it makes you think twice just being in any type of leadership role or having uh any title attached to you Mm -hmm. makes you think twice about the things that you do or even the things that say and stuff like that because i'm like i know first of all i know people are watching that's one thing for everybody listen people are always watching whether you can see them or not and whether you know it they might not make it known for a whole year and then they go back and have a time stamp. Oh, yeah, I remember the day you was at the such and such. How did you know I was there? Oh, well, I saw you there. Whatever. But I'm saying people are always watching. Um, so especially if you plan to have a good reputation and you want to keep your reputation clean, because that's what it's all about. Keep your reputation clean, man. Whatever you can do to, first of all, be a good person, and then dot all your I's and cross all your T's, because things creep back up on you. And that's what we see with a lot of celebrities and stuff like that. Um, they're balling out doing what they do. And then years later, something comes up like, oh, you did this 25 years ago. It's like, oh, man. But you got to keep your, keep your nose clean. People are always watching you. So for me, on my everyday uh, walk and journey, being a motivational speaker, it does make me act different. or And not in a bad way, in a more positive way. It helps me. Because that second thought, oh, I shouldn't do this because I know the young the young boys across the street they might see this and use it as a bad example for whatever the case it be. Yeah, the, all those things that I want to do, sometimes I do them, but and nothing bad. But at the same time, even like using foul language. So like for me, I used to have have a foul mouth like a sailor. Yeah. But after I got myself together, now I don't don't really curse. Like, yeah. At all. Exactly. So and. And I know people notice that about me when I mm-hmm. go to work and stuff. The one one time when I was at work like a year or two ago, so one of the customers said that I cu- cursed at her. I guess she heard me say something wrong. Mm-hmm. I said thank you or something. She thought I said like f you, so she went and told the manager and everything. Bro, they went in the back of the kitchen. All the employees they were cracking up. They was like, oh my gosh, did she really just say James cursed at her? They was like, James has never said a curse word in his life, like or basically they never heard me say that type of type of language. So the manager told her. Um, himself he was I'm sorry I know that my employees he would never say that to you so I'll have him come back out here and we can talk but I'm not gonna do anything because I know that's not him so that's the type of reputation you want you want a reputation that no matter what anything comes your way negative negativity or anything like that everybody around you and even people that may see you just from afar they know oh no he's a solid dude or she's a solid female we know that they would not act this way or do certain things That's the type of name you want around. So as a motivational speaker or a person with people looking up to me, um, I think about those things daily and and it does help me a lot. And for everybody out there, you don't have to be a parentheses motivational speaker or anything like that in order for you to have people looking up to you. So everybody, all of us have someone watching us, little kids or whatever, your little brother, your little sister, your little cousins. So with that being said, just be a good example all around, no matter who you are. And don't just do it for everybody watching you, do it for yourself. Because the, the value of a person or how good a person is comes down to the things they do behind closed doors when nobody's watching. I agree. So whether you're you're trying to act good for a little Johnny down the street, but as soon as he turns his head, you go doing a bunch of nonsense. You need to be acting good for yourself. So then when nobody else is looking, you can be at peace with your own self at the end of the day
0: bro that's everything you you just been fired just now bro like what you said makes me think of rule five of the 40 laws of power which is protect your reputation at all costs bro because like you said if you have been cussing a lot at work mm-hmm. you people would have people would have thought okay he actually said that yeah somebody. i might have got fired exactly but them people you reputation in that moment your reputation already preceded you so They already knew that's out of James' character completely. Mm -hmm. He would never do something like that. Yeah. So when you when you have that reputation and people know that about you, they know that they're gonna vouch for you, even if they might not know you that well, even Mm -hmm. if they don't, even if they don't know you personally, they 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 have a good enough sense of who you are, and knowing that you would never do that, bro. And I think that that's one of the biggest things about leadership, bro. Mm -hmm. When you a leader, bro, it's not just about what you do in front of the people; it's about what you do when you're not in front of the people. Exactly. Who you are when when you're alone is just a measure of how great you will be when others are around you bro Mm -hmm. I always think of it like I said earlier in the podcast bro like we be making content and everything but the content is not just made by us just getting in front of a camera or a mic and just talking bro it's based on how we actually live our lives Mm -hmm. and then we bring it to other people exactly and that's what it's about bro what are you doing outside of of all the of of all the things that you're showing that's like, what are your daily habits, daily goals? What are you doing? Like is your room clean and mm-hmm. stuff like that, bro? It's just it's, it's a small things, but it adds up for real.
1: Yeah, and it says a lot about you. You know, when you go over to someone's house that that you look up to or something, and it looks a hot mess, you're like, ew! This is how you living? It's kind of like it's not no judgment, but at the same time, it's the thing about judgment. Unfortunately, humans judge.
0: So you can't get away from it.
1: So a lot of people, oh, you're judging. You know people judge off of first impressions, off of looks, off of different things. So with that being said, you can't be too upset when it happens because you know it's a natural instinct. Mm -hmm. In fact, the people that get upset do it themselves. So with that being said, I don't don't want to go off on another tangent. Go off on one. But yeah, I was going to go into judgment, but what's the I don't want to keep nah, talking. time no nah,
0: talk about it. what does judgment mean to you bro
1: so judgment I feel like that judgment is not a bad thing and that's what or that was like, oh, let me slow down a little bit but no because I feel like there's always going to be a right and a wrong mm-hmm. like there's opposites to everything hot cold high low tall short heavy skinny I had to slow my roll <laughs> <laughs> heavy and skinny but at the end of the day at the end of the day, God is the true judge that's all so There's always a right and a wrong. There's really no gray area in between for the most part. Um, And I feel like we just have to make sure that we know that. So with that being said, we know that humans judge automatically. First impressions are very important. So with that being said, if you know that whenever I go to the store, a lot of people would be like, why are you always getting so nice up and dressed up? Even if it's like a nice little jeans and a t-shirt or something. When I go out, even if I'm going to like 7-Eleven down the street, Mm -hmm. I'm like, because I never know who I'm going to meet When I go into that store, I could be meeting a millionaire, uh, whoever that has their own business, nonprofit organization that has the the next step to what I need in my life for what I'm trying to do. Just getting some coffee at 7-Eleven and I walk in there looking like, uh, someone that just got out their bed with some little pajama pants on a little do rag and and a little stretched out, wrinkled up white feeder. You think they're going to pay me any attention? Unfortunately, no. If I was to try to strike a conversation, you know what I mean? Off of that, with that being said, I just want people to understand the value of a first impression. So,
0: I think that would benefit a lot of people just in general. Bro, first impressions are really important, bro. Because, I mean, you might meet somebody, you don't know when you're going to see that person again. But that impression is always going to be in they and they edit you, bro. And, like, it it matters a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. I wish more people understood the power of it, bro. Like, some people will go outside, dress in any type of way, bro. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people who would defend that type of behavior, bro. And it's yeah. like if you want better opportunities in your life, bro, it comes first with self-respect mm-hmm. and understanding that, like, all right, how I present myself to the world is is, is gonna be, is gonna be a representation of what I get in return, bro. Exactly. And then, you know if and you the thing is you're not dressing nice to to just meet people, you dressing nice for yourself, bro. For yourself, yep. Yeah. And that's that's where it all starts, bro. When, when you do anything positive in your life, bro. You can't do it for others, but you gotta do it for yourself, mm-hmm. and that's whether that's going going back to the to the gym, you know, mm-hmm. improving yourself, improving your mind, bro. Like, yeah, you want to you want to share your gifts with other people, but if you're not doing it for yourself, bro, you're not gonna understand why you're doing it in the first place, bro. Exactly. Oh, that's powerful.
1: And then you look better. If you look better, you feel better, man. That's why a lot of people they wear whatever, and then they they get dressed up in a suit one day for a special function, and they're just like, oh my gosh. They're feeling themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could feel that way every day if, if you really wanted to. You know what I mean? Exactly. And back in the day, um, some of our ancestors, our great-grandmothers and grandfathers bro. and stuff, bro, they was dressing up to the T. Every day. back, them boys was... And, and that don't mean that you're not cool, because some of them, like the original gangsters and stuff back in the day, them boys was dressed up, top hat, tie, suit, iron shirt, creased pants. You know what I mean? They got it to the T. Exactly. they were man. still respected and, and very knowledgeable, too. So...
0: And that's one of the biggest things bro even when you talk about just improving your life I have like a lot of friends who well, I don't say a lot of friends I, 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 I there are people who might do certain things in their life for, for their for the validation of others you know mm-hmm. they might they might try to lose weight in order for women bro. but something I've noticed is that with people who do that they don't they can't sustain the, the weight loss or, or or whatever they improved in their life cuz they did it for external validation. Mm-hmm. And once you finally get the woman that you was getting, you stop doing all that stuff. Exactly And once you stop doing all that stuff, you start to lose the woman and everything that you got because you don't understand what got you there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And if you understand that what you doing is for yourself, bro, if you dress it well for yourself, bro, I mean all them businessmen of the past, all our all our great grandparents, all our grandparents, bro, like they would dress it nice because they they had that pride, bro. They felt good. They had that no. self-respect. And I think as black, as black Americans, we need to get back to that in some way, bro. Like, mm-hmm. remember Kevin Samuels see, he used to do something called um what was it called? Suit Saturday. Yeah. You know, just black men getting out in suits. And something I hate is that when you have all these black men in suits walking around marching, you have people who be hating all that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Then they'd be like, oh, what are all these dudes doing wearing suits? It's like. Like What
1: are you getting mad for?
0: Yep. Like, why does it affect you?
1: That used to get more my nerves. In college, I used to do this thing. When I first started met Up Next, I used to do this, like, uh, what is it? Dress up Mondays or something like mm-hmm. that. And basically, every single Monday, I would wear like a suit and wear it to school. And I had, I think one of my friends did it with me a couple times or whatever. But the first thing, I forgot the first. Oh, they just equate. So they try to make fun of it. As soon as they see me dress up, they're like, oh, what are you going to church or something? I'm just like what if I was first of all but second of all just because you dressed up doesn't mean dressing up is not the symbol of church It's not a symbol of anything specific it's just a symbol of like success and and, and wanting to be better like you said taking care of your self image mm-hmm. so yeah that I could I could relate with it yeah bro you yeah. people hating on you for, for dressing up
0: bro I mean when you said you was at Morgan State mm-hmm. when you was at Morgan State what did people think of you starting your brand and everything
1: People are very supportive of it, for the most part. Um, like I said, I got the most support when I moved to Virginia, of course. Mm. But um, of course, when I was in college, I was still at the beginning stages of it. So a lot of people aren't gonna, I'll say, jump on your bandwagon until you get something going. Yeah, so a so lot of them they bad, heard you know? the idea, and that's why I said earlier when it comes to starting it, don't wait for everybody to start it. Start it yourself, and the people will come automatically. Mm-hmm. And I think like if you're in like a dark a dark room and you have a little candle. Or say you're in a a dark, we're in a dark world right now, right? Yeah. If there was darkness everywhere, and then everybody saw this this tower with a light at the top, most people's going to make their way to the light. You know what I mean? Automatically. Or they see a cave with a fire in it, way in the distance. Everybody's going to that cave to try to see, oh, what's going on over here? Yeah. So with that being said, when it comes to letting your light shine, whether it's um, just in life in general, it's like people will be drawn to you if you let your light shine in the right way. So whether you're being a Christian or not, like Jesus in the Bible, people were drawn to him because they're like, man, this guy is living such a lifestyle that I wanna see what it is that he got going on and why he's like this because it's, it's evident all around Facts. that this person is like that. So that's what it's all about, letting your light shine and taking care of your self-image, all that goes hand in hand. And the people will come, the, the, the friends will come, make sure you filter them though, yeah. and everything will come if you work on yourself
0: first. Bro, it's like a magnet, bro. I agree with that, so much. bro. You have no idea, bro. And when, when you just work on yourself, bro, when you just are actually caring about yourself, bro, you can not change a lot, bro. Like mm-hmm. for me, growing up, I I had always cared about myself and everything, and I always cared about my appearance, stuff like that. But like I like I talked about earlier, when the pandemic came, and not only did, did the weight loss come, when I started losing, when I started losing weight, I started mm-hmm. caring more about my my knowledge, so I started reading. I started reading mm-hmm. again a lot more, bro. It was like, okay. it's like a domino effect. It's a, bro,
1: dom, dom,
0: domino effect. You have no idea, bro. Yeah. I didn't have my license before, bro. I, I, I started losing weight. I started mm-hmm. reading. I got my license, bro. And then after that, I got my first job. Like, yeah. like all that type of stuff to where I actually just started changing my life, bro. Yeah. And it's a domino effect because it felt good, bro. And like I had to keep that momentum going, bro, because it's, it's powerful. So there's something that's truly powerful. When you when you truly buy into the principles of self-respect, bro, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, like God created all of us in, in, in His image, bro, and I think that self-respect is just respecting God, bro, and I think exactly. that a lot of people don't understand that, bro, like people it you know, like you can have negative habits in your life and still be a Christian, you know that like we was talking about earlier. The point of Christianity yeah. is it's all about redemption, mm-hmm. but if I think people only focus people focus too much on the on the worship aspect. And don't focus enough on the actual, like, improving their life. The as, lifestyle. It's you know, yep. improving the lifestyle that is associated with being a Christian, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think that if people if people were able, if people started applying that more, mm-hmm. they could understand this. They will feel themselves getting closer to God, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you because the lifestyle is the key. The The worship and everything, of course, that's important. It's prayer a, and everything. Course, yeah. But, well, prayer is part of the lifestyle. Yeah. So the lifestyle is the key, bro cuz you have some people that say they're a Christian but they don't live the lifestyle. But then you have a person that doesn't even claim anything, no religion or nothing that is living a better lifestyle than the Christian is. Does, does that make sense? Yeah,
0: it makes complete sense. So
1: it's like you want to make sure it goes hand in hand. Um, and this lifestyle is important so much. It's structured like I talked about structure. earlier because even if you think about the military. When you go to the military, you could be a lot of people living like regular day-to-day lives or maybe getting into trouble and they're like, "You know what? I'm going to go to the military to try to get myself to get together." Bro, the military, that's straight structure. structure. And a lot of people that come from there, they're like, oh, yeah, I was headed down this path, but I went here, they whipped me into shape, and now I'm back. They Every day you had to make up your bed. You had to wear your uniform to the T, make sure this this patch right here is in the right spot, mm-hmm. all the, on the right shoulder, on the left yeah. shoulder, whatever the case would be. And it, you got to do everything to the T with structure. And that is what betters people a lot. Um, so that's important. So I want everybody to just remember that and just... Just try to better yourself, man. That's what life is all about. It's like elevation, progression, and and only going up, like I said before.
0: Bro, that's really what it's about, bro. Just just living living that lifestyle. Just understanding that you're not gonna be perfect, but you know, if you do something to get better every day, bro, mm-hmm. things are going things are gonna improve, bro. If, if you dedicate just like an hour a day to maybe trying something that you have always neglected or something that you always wanted to do. Yeah. By the end of the month or a few months, you know, you you start seeing change, bro, like one of my uh, a song I've been playing a lot recently by Larry June. He's one of my favorite uh, rappers. And mm-hmm. He has a song called 60 Days. And uh, something that he, that he says a lot in the song is, a lot can happen in 60 days. Yeah. And it's like, when you if you put in work on in something every day for 60 days, bro, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of progress, bro. You're going to exactly. see. If, if you really go at it every day, bro, you, you, you're going to see something change. But a lot of people, something a lot of people do is, you know, they'll do something then. Two days, not do anything, yeah, and, then, yeah, and then do it again and do another it again. day. Then they'll not do it for like five days, seven yeah, days, yeah. and then go back to it. And that that that's not that's not that's not the, that's not the sixty days that he's talking about. It's yeah, like every single day you gotta do Consistency, bro. No. that's one of the biggest words of my life, bro. Consistency, I know. Yeah, bro. It's crazy.
1: The core value yeah. words that a lot of the like the older generation used to use when you were younger. So, you know, those things talk about uh, things that resonate with you. When we talked about earlier, what stuck with me, the little lessons yeah. and stuff. Oh, just a regular core value words like discipline, uh, confidence, um, responsibility, respect. When you get older and you start living in the real world as an adult, it's like, man, this stuff really goes a long way. Bro,
0: I, when I tell you, like, discipline is one of the most important words in my life, bro. Yep. Discipline and integrity. Mm-hmm. Those words mean so much to me now. They, yes, sir. They they meant nothing to me like four years ago. Exactly, years like oh. But what the are they now, talking about? Now, now, bro, it's like they're they're simple words, bro, mm-hmm. but they they carry you a long way when you just apply it to your life, bro. Mm-hmm. For me, integrity is just the standpoint of just being a man of your word Yeah. Not only to what you say to others, but to yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, saying and that, that goes you, in with discipline. Exactly, bro. If exactly. I say I'm gonna work out and then I don't work out, I just not following, staying true to myself. You, you
0: you you give yourself the reason to quit mm-hmm. in other aspects of your life. If if you say that you know, if you if you don't work out someday, you know, like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'm I I quit in this. I can quit in something else. Yeah, you know, you might not think that in your head, but you giving yourself the already the, the excuse or yeah. reason to, to not to not finish through with something, bro. Yep,
1: and I seen a video re- recently, but the guy was just talking about how we have a lack of self respect for ourselves mm-hmm. because. He was saying, if our boss at work tells us to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and be there at 7, we're going to do it. If, if, if our He went down the whole list. A professor at school says we need this done by this time at night time. If the police officer tells you to do whatever the case would be. He like, we make and put our lives around everything that other people tell us to do, and we make sure we do it with no hesitation. But he was like, why when we tell ourselves that we're going to do something or we need to do something, we, we don't do it? He's like, it's a lack of, lack of self-respect. Because we respect our professor. He's like, we respect our parent. We respect the police officer. We respect our boss at work. But as soon as I say I need to do something for myself that's going to better myself, we can't do it. I need to wake up at this time so I can get my day started. Mm, sleep in sleeping another hour. You see what I mean? It's like we got it
0: backwards. Bro, what you're saying is 100% facts, bro. Because I'll see a lot of people, when when they when they put in time into something and in, in whatever they work on, they're only working on like, only working on something that their boss told them to do mm-hmm. or something that's going to advance them in their professional career yeah. or some like i mean, when i say professional career something that's outside of what you actually want to do yeah just everything something that somebody else is having you do but they never put that time into themselves yep. they they never put that time into their hobby mm-hmm. they never put that time into whatever their passion is whatever their purpose is you know mm-hmm. that's that's where that discipline really comes in you know because like for me right now, no one is telling me to record these podcasts. Yeah. No, no one is telling What's me to doing? do it, bro. Yes, but, I'm, but I'm doing it, bro, because this is what I feel like. This is a part of my purpose, bro. This mm-hmm. is a part of my mission to the world, bro. And something that I that I take seriously and something that I hold with pride because I respect myself, bro. Yeah. And that's something that I got to keep doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people might look at it as, oh, you just wasting time. you just doing all that time, like recording podcasts. And it even, even takes longer to make clips and edit yeah, and yeah, post yeah. on social media, bro. But... I love it, bro. It's don't even, bro, it's been two hours, bro. It don't even feel like two hours for me, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, people, people don't understand. This is what one of the things I learned last year, how, cre- how how quickly your life can change. Your life can change in, like, an instant. Instant. So, like, it's literally when I was talking about being complacent, being, like, sad and upset when I was in my parents' house, and then, like, literally two months went by, and I was in another state with a random person that I never met before about to host my first basketball tournament met a whole bunch of new people living a great life and have and making more money than I was making when I was in Maryland all happened within the course of like less than a, less than a month but when I sat down and reflected it was like two months I had only been there for two months and I was like oh, what in the world two months ago I was sitting on my parents in, in my parents basement like depressed and now look at me two months later in like the best space I've ever been in in my life space, and I was like two months went by fast like that and like you putting in the work, you had to put in the work. I had already put in the groundwork for my business. I had, made, I had been uh, networking the whole time before. That whole year, I've been going to different events, meeting new people. Um, I spoke at a couple of different schools. I've been telling people about my stuff. I've been working on my merch, making my merch, all that stuff. I had put in the work. It just got to a plateau. But basically, because I put in the work, when it was time for that instant to come, everything just started flowing. So with you, like making them clips, people might say, oh, you're wasting your time. Okay, let me waste my time then. You never because when you're it. when your time is ready, you're gonna have your clips lined up. You're gonna have a portfolio. You're gonna have all these different people you networked with, and boom, you're gonna it's gonna flow. Exactly, so.
0: bro. I think one of the biggest things is being ready for your success, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that once you put in all that work, and, and it might not get recognition in the moment, but but once you but once they see I got like 70 75 podcasts exactly. out there, like okay, like this is this is a reputable thing. He's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna follow him because I know. He's gonna keep going. It's like a credit score. Exactly. It's, it's like once people see that shit, you got good credit. They gonna want to work with you, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with with putting in work in your business or whatever you got going on, bro. Once people have seen that, okay, people see that you're a, you're, you're consistent. People see that that you're reputable, that you're established, bro. Mm-hmm. People gonna want to work with you, even if you can't see it in that moment, bro. Yep. It's about seeing that light at the end of the tunnel that we was talking about. Even even you might not be able to see it, but you got to have that. But faith. you know it's there. You know it's there.
1: Yeah, the light's gonna keep shining. every really- even if the tunnel was really curvy, the light is there. It's waiting for you to get to it. Exactly, you know
0: bro, exactly. And that's that's one of the hardest things, bro. And I feel like for me, like for me, I know that I've had certain instances where where people have told me that they've enjoyed the episode. They mm-hmm. told me to keep going. I'm kinda interested for you. What have been what have, what has been one of your most positive moments as that you've experienced from somebody just telling you that they felt impacted by your work or how they impacted their life? Is? Yeah, it's something like that.
1: Man, I've had a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And th- literally, sometimes those moments happen when you're about to give up. Mm-hmm. And which is why, I, oh, that's, this is why I tell people so consistently, so every time I talk, it's to don't give up. And I know what I, when I say rock bottom, I always say rock bottom. Because a lot of people, they feel like they're at rock bottom. Um, so basically, when you feel like you're at rock bottom, that means the only way you can go is up, and you just had to hold on a little bit longer. Just hold on. And like even if it's just for another, another day, even take one day at a time but just hold on basically it was like a a month ago um i had been working 24 7 i'm working like over 50 hours a week um driving an hour both ways to get to work and then come back Mm -hmm. um and i was tired and then my pay was not right either so i should have been making twice what i was making but it wasn't happening and they was holding off on that so I was kind of in the dumps. I didn't like the place I was at. I didn't like the commute that I had to do. Um, yeah. And then I was working a whole bunch so on top of that. I had no time to put towards my, my brand or do anything. So I was in the dumps and I was at work. It was in the middle of the dinner rush because um doing restaurant management. The dinner rush and I got a phone call. And of course, I was out doing some stuff. So when I came back to the office, I looked and it was a random number, but it was from uh, back where I live at in Virginia. Mm hmm. And I recognized it wasn't anybody from work. So I was like, okay, I didn't feel like talking to none of the other managers. So I was like, okay, it's nobody from work, but it's from over there. So I was like, maybe I'll call it back. I never call random numbers back. Today, that day, I was like, you know, I'm going to call it. I called the number back. It was one of the fathers from the basketball tournament from a year ago.
0: Wow.
1: Called me, and he said he'd been watching my Instagram and stuff, and he noticed I haven't been posting. And he was like, Uh, He doesn't know what's going on, but he was like, whatever it is, he's like, you're very motivational. You're very inspirational to the young boys. Um, The tournament you had last year was just great. I'm hoping you are do another one. My sons are still talking about it. His sons, one of them is like 22 and one of them is like 25. They're, They're grown, but they were still talking about it to this day. And him himself, as their father called to give me recognition and to tell me to keep going because what I was doing was great. And he was like, I don't, I talked to him about work and everything. And he was like, man, I I know you're a Christian and everything like that. And I know that you want to do this motivation for real. So I was like, I was contemplating leaving. And I told him, he was like, whatever it is that you decide to do, just remember you got the Lord on your side. So if you have to leave in order to do a greater cause, like your movement and your men up next, he was like, that would be his advice. But bro, that call, it was like a 15 minute call. That call in the middle of the dinner rush when chaos was going around in, in the office, I was by myself. That thing made my whole day. It made my whole month, really. And literally, I, w- I will never forget that. I already thought, him specifically, he was a really cool dude. Mm-hmm. Me and him got along all the time. But the fact that he called me, and I hadn't talked to him in almost a year, just to give me some motivation and, and tell me that he, need, he wants me to keep making my videos, keep doing my stuff. Bro, that meant so much to me, bro. Bro, yeah. and literally this next tournament is for you my, my dude this next tournament is for you
0: hey i hope you listen to this podcast you definitely will get some inspiration from it bro like, yes sir i think that you you saying that and that really brought chills down my spine like for real bro because you you never know when when that type of blessing is gonna come to you mm-hmm. because you know, when it comes to the type of content that we create, bro, you never know who's watching, bro. You never know who's getting inspired by it. Yeah. You might see somebody just like it, but you really don't know how much that, that meant to somebody. Exactly. You know? like, and I think for, for you to make that impact on their lives, when you told me that, that they were still talking about it, bro, like, I know that meant the world to you, bro. Mm-hmm. Me hearing that, that meant the world to me, bro. Right, like, I had
1: many people come up to me like, oh, bro, it's, just, it's crazy. And, and this is just the beginning. But I'm just like, man, this is great and it always come another example bro. this one came I was having a bad day yeah a bad day and I started my men up next stuff in, in Maryland I'm all the way in Virginia I had I had left my car I bought a new car but I didn't trade my old one in hmm but I didn't have nobody to go with me yeah so I drove my new car home left the old car in a lot hmm they called me a couple like a week later like hey you got to come move your car so I drove my new car up there moved my car to like a parking lot ne- mm-hmm. nearby and then drove back and I had to work and stuff so I was like I'll come back in like a day or two to get my car and then um, take it back home the old one I'll take like an Uber up here and drive myself back I got there like a couple days later but they told my car Wow. so I took an Uber there because I was planning on driving it back
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was an hour away in Woodbridge so I took an Uber like a $60 Uber to Woodbridge got out my car was gone oh my god towing information was there i called a tow company they're like yeah it's down the street at this company whatever whatever and i was like how much is it gonna cost to get it out they're like three hundred dollars i'm like bruh so i had to call another uber but while i was waiting for this other uber i was in the shopping center like waiting up on the curb and i had my men up next merch on you know my little t-shirt on with my bright red uh emblem on it and i'm i'm so mad i'm on the phone with my dad like bruh yeah, I came down here because they live in Maryland. So he, I was just calling him just to tell event. I'm like, bro, they towed the car, $300 to get it out. I just took a $60 Uber to get up here. Now I had to go down the street, whatever. While I'm in the process of doing that, uh, a business van dro- is driving by through the intersection. Um, It's like a HVAC van or some type of, someone was at work. And there was two guys in there. The guy rolled his window down and me just from the way I am. I was kind of aggressive at the time. I didn't say nothing out of pocket or nothing, but in my my demeanor and yeah, stuff, you, I just you, felt like, oh, what says, do you, you want? Like, What's what wrong day with you? Day. Yeah, bro, this man wound the window down, and he was like, yo, bro, and I, and I look up, he was like, yo, it's men up next, right? And I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, he was like, yo, bro, I follow you on Instagram, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. He was like, I'm from Maryland, and I was like, oh, I was like, cause he knew I am from Maryland. He was like, "Yeah, I'm from Maryland. I follow you on Instagram." He was like, "Keep doing what you're doing, bro. That's what's up." And then he drove by. This man was on the clock in his work van. Joe by wound the passenger window down and yelled at me, "Keep doing what I'm doing." Basically, gave me motivation right there. Wow! I was in like the worst state of mind ever, and that I couldn't help but smile. I was like, "I'm like, man, this is God right here." I'm like, because I was really in the dumps. But stuff like that, you just gotta keep going. And that's why I said, "You never know who's watching." That's like a testament to. Keep your, keep your nose clean and just do what you know that you're supposed to do and people are watching you and you never know when they're gonna make it known and they made it known in the times where I needed it the most so
0: hey, bro that's so that's so real bro you don't know who's watching bro like literally anybody could've passed by in that van. bro mm-hmm. maybe would not have known you at all but he was like
1: man I'm next oh, that's you I was, I was like, like yeah. hey. I was like ain't no way this
0: bro recognize me bro I was like, bro that's some of the coolest stuff ever bro it's always, it always feels good to get that recognition, bro. Mm-hmm. like for me, like one of my homies, um, who listened to my podcast a lot, he was saying, uh, he said, Hey bro, keep on with the podcast and everything. And I hadn't he hadn't texted me in a while, but mm-hmm. just to hear that from him, bro, yeah. it was just made it just felt great, bro. And it made me start grinding. It's like, all right, he's right, bro. Exactly. Like, I I gotta I gotta keep going. As other people have told me, it's like, hey man, you and Mike got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Keep keep it pushing. Sometimes it, on a, like some random dude, random comment on Instagram exactly. YouTube, bro. I'm like, wow. If, if it's touching people like that, it's mm-hmm. real, bro. I even remember like Instagram Live a few years ago, bro. We used to go on Instagram Live a lot, and we was talking about like real issues within the black community, and mm-hmm. um, my younger brother sent sent some of it to his friends, and they thought it was profound. They was like, wow, we've never heard like 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 young black men like us talking about these type of issues, like, yeah, in this type of series on Instagram Live, and. It inspired them and just to to hear what people are saying, bro, mm-hmm. That's really what helps you keep going, on, bro. So like for me, when it comes to motivating people and getting the motivation from people, I, I tell people who listen to this, bro, like always be be sure to uplift those who's trying to do great mm-hmm. and right in your life, bro. Make sure they feel good, bro. Because I promise you, there's a plenty of moments of doubt that come within you, bro. You exactly. Don't, like you don't know if you want to do it no more. You don't know if it's if it's worth it. You don't know if what you're doing is really all that special. Mm-hmm. For that, like I will just say just make sure you make sure you have those people feel that positive energy bro cuz that can take that person who you're motivating such a long way right you y'all have no idea
1: mhm and i always say if i if i had to put myself at an inconvenience for maybe like 10, 10 15 minutes yeah to say something that would change someone's whole life i'm like my inconvenience doesn't matter It doesn't point. matter well, it's not even an inconvenience anymore. No it's not it's not it's like cuz my when i say inconvenience cuz a lot of people think cuz i'm a motivational speaker i love public speaking I'm like, no, I don't hate it, and I don't love it. I'm just like, uh, and I get the same feelings everybody else does. Oh, gosh, I got to talk. to <laughs> Oh, gosh, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to stutter? But at the end of the day, when you get up and you say, my first speaking engagement ever was in, at Glen Burnham High School in Maryland, and it was in front of, like, 500 freshman students and, and the principal and the teachers and everybody. Wow. That's the school I graduated from, too. So I went back. This is a year after I graduated, so it's not even like I'm, I went and got went around the world and got some credentials and stuff and came back to speak to them. No, I graduated last year. I'm in college, freshman year in college. Let me come back to the school, and the principal let me come back and speak at the assembly. Um, bro, this is how I knew it was meant for me to do it, like solidified meant for me to do up Next in public speaking. Because um, I didn't even know, because I'm as new to public speaking. You're supposed to bring up a little script with some notes on there, yeah. like to so you don't forget where you're at. I had literally memorized almost verbatim like a like a two page like essay that I had wrote for myself of what I was going to say in order and everything. Man. And I literally memorized it and I went up in front of all those people with no paper and no nothing in my hand. And I literally I didn't stutter, I didn't do nothing. I was nervous at first. When I first as soon as I started talking, well before I went up I said a prayer. I was like, "God, I know that you gave me this idea, you gave me this whole concept and everything. If it's meant for me to do this like for for good, for real, let me let it go very really well." Without a shadow of a doubt if it's not meant for me to do it since this is my first time i was like let it go absolutely horrible and i'll never do it again bro i got up there all my nerves went away i literally memorized every single word that was on that paper and i spoke clear i didn't stutter or nothing to this day i have some of the freshman kids that graduating and stuff like that when they see me some of them like random people walking up to me like when i'm in maryland and into the grocery store like walmart or something like, oh, what's up? You're James, right? You're the one that spoke at our freshman class for that year when I was a freshman. And I was like, oh, okay. What was your name? And uh, when I went to one of my first jobs at the restaurant back uh, a couple years ago, one of the boys had graduated, or he was a senior. And I was working there for like a week. And he was there. Um, and then one of the days he came up to me, and he always called me, sir. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bro, first day, I don't even know who this boy is. And he, I know he... He knows I'm around the same age as him, and I, we always around the same age. This man talked to everybody else any old kind of way, and every time he came by me, he was like, oh, excuse me, sir, or did you need anything, sir, or whatever. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I, I wasn't mad at him, but yeah. I was like, what the boy called me, sir? He came up to me like a week later after I had started. He was like, yo, you're James. You're the guy that spoke at the uh, uh, Freshman Assembly that, that year. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I was a freshman. I remember you. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, bro. I, I really appreciated it. Bro, stuff like that, is is what makes you feels good, bro.
0: Bruh. It feels it feels great to just have people, you know, just appreciate w- what you do, bro. Because it's it's not easy, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, and just making any type of content, especially when you try to inspire, and motivate people, that comes from the soul, bro. That comes from, from the within, soul, bro. And it's 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 not it's not it's not as easy as 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 people like us make it seem, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even like for anybody it's, it's not easy that like n- making all make this creating content just it's makes me it. appreciate everybody else who does, that it. does it and and, and, and does and, it so consistently does <laughs> it so consistently bro And all the YouTubers who got like millions of subscribers yeah. you know all the top podcasts like all the people who I be watching it's like
1: even the ones with the short clips on Instagram yeah, and stuff bro. like the reels and they post every single day and even the models and stuff that do the little clothes try on you know, stuff so,
0: how in the world Bro, it is not post like easy, three times bro. a day. I'm it's like, not what? easy, bro. Like that's that's the level I'm trying to get at, bro. Yeah. It's it's not it's it's not it's not easy, bro. It's but it's it, doable. It's doable. Yep. Facts. It's doable, bro. That you can and that's what I tell myself every time, bro. Like I, a book I recommend to anybody on here is Thinking Girl Rich by Napoleon Hill, bro. That book just, it's, it's the blueprint for success, bro. Mm-hmm. I say Thinking Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, and then I Wouldn't by Napoleon Hill as well, bro. Okay. I think those books, I Wouldn't Even Double was about overcoming doubt, bro. Basically, in, in the mm-hmm. book, talks, kind of talks about the devil being doubt. That's, you know, whenever the devil tries to get in your head, you know, mm-hmm. that's that that's that doubt that's creeping up in your head. And then Thinking Go Rich is just a book about, um, how to how to become successful you know? yeah what 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 have people done in the past to ensure success and what things can you do to create and start getting that that ball rolling and to, to achieve success in your life so mm-hmm. when i see those people do that stuff and, just, and it's all the in just thinking about all the literature that i've read i'm like bro this is possible for me mm-hmm. i just have to be consistent and do what they did bro. exactly it's, it's doable bro it's doable and it's easy to
1: lose it's easier to just be regular you know I want to be different, man. I want to be I want to be different, bro. Cuz I don't this life, you even just watching movies and history and everything, you just see how the majority of the population does the same thing over and over again. And it's just like for me, I'm like I refuse. I don't even like going to Virginia. Some people wouldn't have done it. They would have been like, "No, I'm gonna stay here. My bills are paid because I live with my parents. I don't mind being like like holding on to them and doing whatever. Yeah. I don't mind being uncomfortable and complacent as long as everything's decent. I'm like, I refuse to live like a decent. Like I want to live like I want to be thriving. You I'm know what I mean? Thrive, bro. And I want to be thriving in a good way. Like you know, some people doing extra stuff or stuff that they shouldn't be doing to to get to the top. I'm like, I want to do it with genuine love, support, hard work, exactly and determination, and I want to be able to say, I did this, of course, with the help of God, I was able to get to this level. And I want to leave a legacy. So, the life that I'm talking about is is a life, of course, so I can be comfortable while I'm here, but at the same time, so that other people can reap the fruit that I created
0: for them when they come. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense, bro. Like, it makes sense, because that's literally how I feel about my life, too, bro, like, I want to be successful. I want to inspire people, but I want to do it the right way, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to cheat people. I don't want to exploit people. I don't want to do all the other things a lot of people have done to achieve success, bro. I want to do something that I can leave a positive legacy and really know that I inspired somebody, another generation to continue my work, bro. I mm-hmm. think that's what it's about, cause for me it's about change and leaving a legacy, bro. Like it's easy to be regular, bro. It's yeah. easy to be like everybody else, bro. And, I wouldn't have when Napoleon Hill talks about ninety eight percent of people are drifters, bro. 98 mm-hmm. percent of people just kinda of drift through life, bro. They, they yeah. just kinda of just go through life and just don't really question nothing. Don't don't think about nothing. Don't try to change the social order or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like, bro, I'm trying to be part of that two percent bro, and I can tell you are too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like that, that's what that's what that's really what it takes, bro. You gotta have that 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 work that you gotta have you gotta stay consistent you gotta have that vision bro mm-hmm. that vision is important right yep. when you have that vision bro and, and it's clear and you and you and you know it's behind something that you truly passionately believe in bro mm-hmm. nothing can stop you bro.
1: exactly and that's why it's good to be around like minded people like yourself. Yeah. Because even have conversations like this everybody sees us as very positive and everything like that, motivational but you never know who's who's at what's in mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's always good to have someone like minded with a positive attitude to talk to, because then you can exchange ideas. You and you know that they had the best interest exactly because they had the same. They want the same for themselves.
0: Precisely, bro. You might start thinking of things that you would never have thought of before. You mm-hmm. might. I'm. I'm. Hit. Some things you said. Um. I have things I haven't even thought about, bro. And I think that's the point of all this, bro. It's yeah. The point to just share information and inspire more people because. People gonna listen to this. They're gonna be like, "Damn, bro, these dudes are spitting, bro." Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can really learn from these dudes. Like, yes, sir. And that's and that's what it's about, bro. Just as long as as long as we make an impact in people's lives, bro. That's that's really what it, that's that's what gets it done for me, bro. And I want to impact as many people as I can.
1: Yes, sir. Same here. Same here. The numbers yeah, are endless.
0: Yeah, man hey this was a great episode of black lotus podcast man i appreciate everybody who tuned in i appreciate you james for coming on bro yes, sir. and before we leave just tell us your social media again so people can follow you and everything so i'm on facebook
1: and instagram right now so it's man up next so m-a-n-u-p-n-e-x-t underscore j I'm on both of those
0: yes sir yes sir y'all and my we website's
1: coming out okay this friday at noon
0: for real yeah all right bet. Yeah, but by the time this episode drops so your website will have been dropped, so people can already go check that out, man. Nope. Like, hey, anybody who listened to this long episode, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. You know what we do over here on the Black Lotus. And as we always say, as long as y'all show love, we'll stay consistent. Black Lotus out. Josiah out. Good job, Black Lotus.